0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to podcast juice my name is Michael Dean this is the Michael Dean show working like a job we are in the building I hope you are doing well uh, we are recording this a few days removed from Thanksgiving 2018 uh, we are out here uh chilling uh, man still still eating eating off my meals and whatnot I, I broke tradition this year I just went I went with some ribs I don't, I don't care for too much turkey But I do love me some ribs So that's how that's how we got down But uh, Nick. hey, I gonna do it We gonna do it, baby um, But with that said We wanna welcome our other guests to the show Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you?
1: Man, moving kind of slow In that post-holiday, you know, recharge Just <laughs> getting it back together And uh, watching some football, doing some reading Learning, always learning, always learning. Right. That's the key.
0: All right. Also, Mister Man, I, I'm I'm blanking. I'm I'm saying all kind of names in my head. <laughs> I don't know. I was, about, I was about to say day dropping for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, God, Aunt Pooh, my man. I'm looking at your picture, and I'm like, why am I saying other people's names? <laughs> Man, side
2: eye, major side <laughs> eye. Now, I'm going to I'm go ahead and get my paws on because I have been delivered yet again. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't <laughs> like Xbox no more. PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation. Oh, okay, okay. I finally, yes, I finally copped it. Oh, my God, that Spider-Man game. I haven't. I'm. I, I'm 25 percent completed. I'm, it's already my game of the year. Game of the year. Whoa. God.
0: All right. Game of the year.
2: And I played God of War. I played uh, Dead by Daylight. All the, uh, the the other games.
0: Game of the year. All right. Game of the year. All right. So you uh you got your your PS4 and you you, you uh picked that up from a Black Friday deal or something? Or? Hell yeah! First of all, if you are not uh, getting free pub pub.
2: If you are not following fat kid deals on Twitter, do yourself a favor. Do that. They be putting me up on so many sales and discounts. I got an Amazon Echo for a dollar last week. Damn. Because of the, yes. All I had to do was sign up for Amazon Music, which you can get a free trial and cancel before you have to pay. Dollar Echo. I got, matter of fact, I got two of them. So that's how it works. And he put me up on game that. The uh, Black Friday sale for Walmart for the Spider-Man PS4 bundle was live. I was trying to wait because I wanted, you know, maximize my money, you know, say 10 bucks at Target or get that 60 bucks Coles cash. They were sold out. I said, F it. Get into Walmart. Go buy it now. Got it Wednesday. All right. All right. I love it. My, my, my Xbox looking at me like, you disloyal bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do this to me? After the years we' have been together, the work we put in,
0: mm.
2: he's like break, nigga. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Well, I, well, I appreciate the update. I, yeah, I still haven't gotten the PS4. I definitely want to get one at some point because yeah, I want to play that Spider Man and all those great exclusive games that they got over there. Can't hate on
2: that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean to get on a tangent. But God damn, because they have this PlayStation Now. And I'm just looking at all the games. You got to pay $19.99 a month for it. But I'm looking at all the games that are not on Xbox that I want to play. I was like, damn. I'm like, what the hell is Microsoft doing? Because it's like all the games they got, you can play on PlayStation. And PlayStation got Last of Us, God of War, uh, Uncharted, Spider-Man. And the other thing is, is I know my company is doing, is is pushing heavy for this game streaming. I don't, I always thought Sony was behind the times when it came to their technology, their online stuff, but their PlayStation now, you can stream the game now. You don't have to download it like you could do with uh, the Xbox, you can stream it, and there's no loss on it, there's no lag. I was like, damn, Uh, Microsoft, you guys are, I can't believe y'all losing in technology to Sony. Oh, they're coming trust me
0: <laughs> they'll they'll all be up I'm on sure it. they are, but
2: like this is this is the first time where I'm like Sony is ahead of them when it comes to tech,
0: yeah, yeah. I give it to 'em all right, there we go. Some video game news, um man, let's get into things here. I don't know where to where to start. I am still a little I'm not as hyped up as I need to be yet, so I don't wanna go too start off low key. Let's talk about some movie stuff real quick. Uh, a number of new movies has dropped or are dropping uh, these past couple of weeks. Of course, this weekend, the big movies were Creed Two and Ralph Breaks the Internet. was the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, which, which I want to see, actually, because I like the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. Has anybody in here seen either one of those movies yet? <sighs> Have no and no. Okay. Um, well, so I went, I went and saw Creed Two last night of course this is the sequel to Creed uh, the Michael B Jordan Sylvester Stallone movie from uh, it was a couple of years ago now that it came out and that was sort of the spinoff from the Rocky franchise and this movie uh, they sort of they bring back Drago is that his name or Drago 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 from Rocky 4 and then his son is now a boxer and you know the setup is you know the the fight but with Creed Jr. and, you know, Drago Jr. and sort of like, you know, the Avenge fight for when uh, Creed Sr. was killed by Drago in Rocky IV. Um, I would say going, <laughs> in, going into this, I was lukewarm to this movie. Like, I really liked the first one, and, I, you know, I like Michael B. Jordan and all that, but I didn't think that there was a story here for some reason, just like, because the trailers were just kind of like ho-hum to me, I was like, I don't really see a whole lot of conflict here. But I will say, man, after watching this movie, I was like, this was pretty good. It's not as good as the first one, but I'll tell you what I really liked about this movie. This movie really goes into um, Creed's relationship with his girlfriend, uh, soon to be wife, and they have a baby. And just that whole piece about, you know, uh, having the child and then dealing with. You know, he still deals with, you know, the, his dad, you know, his dad weighs very heavy on him and he's, uh, and now he's the, uh, heavyweight, uh, you know, he he holds the title as the heavyweight champion of the world. And, um, the guys, uh, over there in Russia, Drago dude, he's doing his fighting. This one brother, uh guy, I can't think of my man's name. It's the same brother who played uh, in uh, The Hate You Give. I, I totally forget his name over there. He was the, the dad. But he plays like this boxing promoter dude. And he sees the Drago kid fighting over in Russia. And he's kind of putting two and two in his mind. Like, okay, this could be the cold fight. If I can get him to fight Creed. You know i can hype that up blah 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 so that's essentially what he does you know he brings the russian kid over to america they come to philly and you know they, they immediately it's like yo you know creed ain't no real champ unless he fight this cat you know this is the son of the guy who you know that legendary fight with creed senior and killed him and stuff and so they put that out on the news and of course, you know, Creed sees this and he's like, man, you know, again, he's already weighing about his dad. This is this is the opportunity for me to, you know, sort of avenge my father, and, you know, keep my name out there. Put some respect on our name, blah, blah, blah. But his, but, you know, Rocky, he's like, yo, man. You and I really ready for that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's it's, it was, it's the same sort of stuff you've seen these Rocky movies. It's like you know when you saw it with Cl- Lang or Clabber Lang or with Drago. It was like the next person who's super hungry and just you know a savage and a monster versus sort of the dude that somewhat complacent or you know he may not be as hungry. And it's that same sort of thing. So it's like, yo, dude, you got a great thing going for yourself, Creed. You're the champ. You're about to have a baby. You know, you you good, man. You don't need to, don't you know, you don't take the bait and fight. This, this dude is unorthodox. He's a beast. You know, and of course, the ego is, you don't think I can do it? And so you already know where the movie is headed to. And I, I hesitate to say spoil things because they, you know, pretty much play these by the numbers. But again, what I liked about it was the interplay with Creed and his family, They really play that, and they don't play it corny either. It was kind of like, you know, it was on some man-type stuff and some daddy-type shit, and even I will say the stuff that they play with Drago and his son was actually pretty good because you could have just played them as just straight, you know, if he dies, he dies, you know, comical-type, just killer machines, but they put a little story in there for them and you, you kinda I could feel for both sides a little bit. And uh I was I was shocked to see um what was uh, the 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 Russian lady? She was real popular back in Rocky IV. Nielsen? Niel- yeah, Nielsen? Okay. Yeah. you what? it was good to see her in there. You know, shout out to Flavor Flav. <laughs> but uh, but hey, sorry, you wanna shut him off for that? Hey, he was <laughs> the last time we saw her, that was his. But anyway. Um, but yeah it was good to see how they played that into it and it it, it gave it better story i was like you know what i re- this was a father's type movie it was about fathers and their sons and family and yeah it had the boxing stuff and all that which was good too but that's why i really like the movie um because it was sort of formulaic I and mean, it has to be it has to still sort of fit in that rocky Balboa movie themes you know but it was enough of the heart type stuff that made me really enjoy the movie and, and made you want to cheer for it so when the fight scenes did happen yes they were impactful and it was highly entertaining and in the theater I was at you know everybody was clapping and, oh, oh no you know it was all into it and so they they captured that so it was it was, a, it was an entertaining movie for sure um, you know Michael B. Jordan I think, was it, it was Black Panther, I think, where he kind of got yoked up, really. And he, he's <clears throat> taken that to Captain America proportions. <laughs> or no, no, I'm sorry, maybe it was Creed, where he, the original Creed where he got yoked up. Uh, he was even more like, you know, totally f- physiqued out and doing his, I mean, he is, uh, he is definitely a movie star. Uh, I want to see him, uh, he, I, we already know he can act, act. At least in my opinion, you know, Fruitville Station, The Wire. Now I think he's in a great position where he can be a, a good actor, actor and still be a movie star, charismatic type dude and even really go into some action, but maybe bring something else to it. Because I just think he's he just needs to have that. He already has these roles, but I just think I could see him leading his own like superhero or sci fi thing it just needs the right vehicle uh, but he's in a great position to be a uh, a great dramatic actor and to be uh you know that tom Cruise rock you know what I'm saying where that the super top guy at a box office I could see him being that type of i guess a will smith almost right, where you can do the big franchise things and do the dramatic stuff. But I thought he was really good. Tessa Thompson, she was, she was good as well. You uh, also, who was really good, who does not age, Felicia Rashad, man. Like, God, I was like, she's probably typecast in a sense as that mom, but she plays it so well. <laughs> I was like, you just, when she came on the screen, you, was, you felt like, oh, okay, that's that's moms, man. You, you respect moms. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, And, of course, a uh, shout-out to Sylvester Stallone. He did his thing. I like they didn't make it too much about him. But again, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but where it goes at the end for him, they play that father son thing very well. And I was like, wow, I heard some people, (laughs) a little bit of that in there. I was like, you know what? They do a good job with this, uh, you know, with these movies. They make them more than just, than what, uh, you know, Rocky three and, Rocky Four were just straight, you know, popcorn-type movies. This one, they, they have that element, but it's still like a real movie. So I enjoyed Cree, too. It was pretty good, man.
1: Uh, definitely check it out. I think Michael Jordan, I think I agree with everything you just said, but the only thing that I have a caveat is moving forward, he's got to be sure to continue to keep making good choices because right. – He'd come off of Creed, I believe, and then did uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I still have not watched that. I heard it wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. It's You know, on one hand, I could see how it's that was a choice to do, like, okay, let me do... He probably thought that that was going to be a good project. I mean, what's the other guy's name that was in it who I I really like? Sheridan? Or, he played Zod in <coughs> the mm, okay.
1: So I could Michael,
0: Michael Shannon. Shannon. I could see when he's like, "Yo, Michael Shannon's gonna be in this." You know, we're gonna do some acting. This is HBO, but it probably just the execution of it probably didn't come across right. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's 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 doing his thing. He's got to I think now, I would be weary on doing more Creed and going and do something. You know, more his. I don't know, just something different. Uh, it it could. I think those movies are gonna. Kind of, can't help but to fall back into the Rocky, you know, pace type stuff. And so you already know what's gonna happen. Um, but you know, shout out to them. And and you know, uh this one's not directed by Ryan Kugler and there's a brother who did direct this. Stephen Capel Junior. Never heard of him, but he did a good job, man. <laughs> He, he yeah, did. I was going to ask you, the
2: Elephant in the Room with uh, Ryan Coogler not writing and directing did you see was it at the same level as the first one which I thought was excellent and in my opinion a little overhyped that everybody was saying it's like the greatest one of the greatest sports films ever but did you see any fall off or was it at the same level?
0: Well, I, I can say it's not as good only because it's not the first time but I thought it was, it's not a fall off either though uh, I think it Goes to me, it has the tropes, but they work. You know, it's the tropes of Rocky, as the tropes of, you know, sort of the hero's journey or the, um, you know, the Obi Wan type of person that always comes back and to give up, you know, give you these uh, words of wisdom and nuggets. And then, you know, the Rocky is strong now type of stuff. So it, it has all that too. And I, maybe I just, because I'm older and I've seen it in so many different movies and so many Rocky movies already know what's going to happen but again the because I think the actors are so good putting that family stuff in it makes it a more enjoyable well rounded movie um, but you don't feel like there's not enough action either like there's enough you know the fight parts are in there and when it does get to the fight parts they, they were yeah they was on just as good as any other Rocky movie and you know these movies to me they always have to be rah rah type movies and this does that for whether it's me find that corny or whatever but again I, the people I saw they enjoyed it you could tell it was a robbery yeah you know type of thing so and there was a lot of funny little stuff in this which I don't remember from the first movie but it was definitely a lot more funny lines and little jokes and stuff which I thought was cool um, alright th- moving over real quick want wanted to talk about there's another movie I saw a couple weeks ago now uh, Widow's which I had wanted to see this first time I saw the trailer. This is the one with Viola, Viola Davis, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I don't know these brothers. Ned the brother from Get Out. <laughs> uh, and my man, uh, Paperboy. <laughs> That's a shame I don't know their names. Bro. Well, you know the women though, okay. <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, And this is directed by Steve McQueen. He directed, what, 12 Years a Slave. And uh, whatnot, and this was actually, I think the screenplay was written by. I'm going find her name, Gillian Flynn. She's the author who wrote uh, one of her big movies. and Books was Gone Girl, um, and and this so this kind of gives you an idea of sort of what, how this movie is. And this movie, I didn't know at the time, but it is adapted from a I think a British TV show from the '80s, which I've never seen. Um, well, let me say this is a it's a heist movie, but they flip it where it is uh, the women, the widows of the robbers have to pull off the job. So um, at the time, this movie will remind you of like a oceans, maybe oceans eight, which I have not seen, but an oceans 11 type of a movie. But with women uh, also reminds me of The Wire a little bit. And a little bit of heat uh, as well. Um, this movie takes place in Chicago. And it really plays on the... And it takes place during a political... I think it's a senator or statesman or some some political thing is going on. Uh, so this movie... This is why I say it reminds me of The Wire. Because like season three or four of The Wire, where it was kind of dealing with the politics the marriage race and stuff. This kind of has that, but it also has that streets, streets kind of feel into it. You know, what's really kind of like the stuff that's going on in Chicago, uh, the corruption of Chicago. And then it also deals with, obviously these women and them trying to pull off this job, which they're not suited to do. Um, and it was a very interesting movie. There was so much going on in this movie. You could tell it. I was like, this must be a book or something because it's like it's, it's a lot of stories going on and how they intercut. Um, and I, I almost said this would probably make a badass Netflix TV series where you could really like, <clears throat> you know, take the time to go through everything and have episodes for particular characters. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I will say it was a, a roller coaster movie that I enjoyed. It's a lot of uncomfortable things in this movie because it's a very violent movie. Um, I don't want to spoil what goes on. I will just say the premise of it. The premise is Viola Davis's husband is played by Liam Neeson. And the movie starts out with him and these other guys in the middle of pulling off some kind of heist or a job or something. And they all get killed. And then what ends up happening is they must, they owed or they were stealing money from Paperboy, and Paperboy is running for office. I, I don't know if it was a mayor. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah. Paperboy is a politician?
0: <laughs> well, this is, that's the thing. He is almost like a stringer bail. He is a. He's, oh. As you watch it, you can see he's like a politician, but he got ties to the streets, and his right hand man is the get out dude who is a straight killer. You know, he's the shooter. But they're trying to pass. They're passing themselves off for this legitimate sort of a, you know, business or politics type of thing, and you get to see that. Okay, so Paperboy is being owed this money. He goes to Viola Davis and says, "Yo, your husband owed me this bread. I want my money, and if I don't get it, you know, bodies is gonna drop." And and, and that's, I kind of don't want to say too much else, but all of these women do not really know each other, but they end up, you know, they come together, and then they're trying to figure out: one, can we pull off a job? And we get this money to pay off this thing because all of our husbands were a part of this. They're going to come at all of us. If we can get this money, then we'll be straight. Um And then it also plays into the politics. You see how. The people that are running for this political thing, they're all intertwined into this situation. It's a bigger thing than you think, you know, as it starts to reveal itself. And it was very, very good. This is, it, there's, you know, I, I don't want to get into too much of it because it would give away the story, but there's a lot of things in it that hopefully after you guys get a chance to see it, we will want to talk about because I will say this the presentation of black men in this movie. For me, it was a little troubling. You know, I I think the story was great and I understand what they were doing, but I find it interesting only because the director is a a black man, but he's not from America. And so it's interesting to me. I don't know if that was his ideas of what he thought cats are or just I don't know if he's even cognizant of how the optics of it play to me you know what i'm saying like again i don't fall a storyteller but i thought that every and i'm trying to think back and i'm looking at the movie poster every black man in this movie is on some bullshit like the most heinous type of people and maybe that's just all the people he was dealing with but like the get out dude for instance he really played you know he has that look he has, to, he has those eyes. They really got to really look like, I don't know if it's a dry look. It's almost an emotional, emotionalist type of look he can have. And you see it in the trailer. There's a part in the trailer where he's just looking at this other brother with his head just like, huh, nigga, really? And the scene that that, what is going on in that scene, I, I'm going to tell you what it, what's going on. That's not necessarily, <laughs> so there's a, so as I said, they're in the streets. They obviously have some sort of criminal organization. So there's a scene, you just hear some dudes rapping, you know, and somebody beatboxing, but you can't see them. And you just, like, there's a big, I don't know, some kind of freezer or crate. And you realize that whoever's rapping and beatboxing is inside that thing. So this other brother comes up and opens the crate up, and there's two brothers in there, you know, one just, you know, my, my nigga, you know, whatever's rapping some bullshit. And I was like, okay. And he said, all right, y'all get out. Such and such want to see y'all. So they get out. And they're walking to this room. And then here comes the get out dude. And there's a whole bunch of goons standing around. And they're like, yeah, these niggas was in there rapping. And he's, you know, this guy is real calm. He's, Are they rapping, huh? Let me hear y'all rap. And you can, now you get a, a sense that they were being held captive or something. And he's like, Huh? Yeah, I want to hear you rap, man. Go on and rap. And you could tell, like, you know, they're being questioned or something's going on. And I'm like, man, don't start rapping. Like, <laughs> 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 I was like, Wh- whatever you do, you don't really want to. You know, but they, oh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> and then do some, You know, you're doing it. And I'm like, okay, here, here we go. And I'm like... <laughs> These niggas is rapping. And, and that's that part you see in the trailer. And he's just, he walks all up in dude's face and he's like, looking at like, nigga, you're rapping. <laughs> and because my niggas I'm a pun. And dude uh, unloads on those cats, man. And I'm like, God damn. It's a vicious scene and it happens. You don't expect what's happening. And I'm just like, First of all, those motherfuckers was stupid. Why, why to be rapping? Like, even the absurdity of when the thug dude tells you to start rapping, you know that's dumb. You know, you look like a coon. You look dumb. It's like, why are you rapping? And then when the brother does to them, I was just like, God damn. And this throughout the movie, that dude is so... I could see how certain people he is so scary and like wow that's, that's how they are Like, god. and again I'm saying some of my bias into this but I could just tell like they, they frame he's the villain no doubt about it but I was like god damn he's like super heartless and even the paperboy's character he's running for political office and stuff but I was like damn super heartless and he's a politician supposedly but then on the other side, the hit opposition, which are white dudes, and I mean, there's a lot of famous actors in this movie that you'd be like, well, I didn't know he was in this. I uh, can't think of my guy's name right now. Uh, oh, Colin Farrell. He he sort of plays the other side. And I could have swear it was Robert Duvall or somebody that he was talking to as his dad, but they just the neggers <laughs> I was like god damn I'm like these kind and they're, and they're supposed to be like the I don't know I won't say the Clinton type of dude but it was you could tell they was on code it was like don't get it twisted this is what we about and we and, we, and in Chicago in the you know they, they're, 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 they're little areas the black area but you could tell like they were just running gang and, oh we have the we have all of these black women. We have made them entrepreneurs. They started their own business, you know, playing it up for you know the media. But behind it, you know, not so behind the doors. These niggers, I'm like, damn, is this how they. Really? So I would just I, like I said, it's a very interesting movie. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background of this movie, and I don't know how much that is true about Chicago or if it speaks to what's going on there, but I. I'd say it was a very good movie uh very much I think I saw you see that with a if you, if you get a chance to see it with a lively crowd they won't stop talking because there's so much going on oh hell no it's one of them kind of movies too uh, but very much fine acting uh it's not a feel good movie by any stretch but I thought it was really good like I don't know how successful or not it's doing but uh it's an interesting movie um that I would say, say the least. I would say definitely check it out if you can. Maybe at this point watch it on on demand or something. But yeah, Widows was good, man. It's definitely good.
1: You said it was like, <clears> or <throat> oh, it reminded you of one of those movies where you know black man ain't shit, uh, like along the line of um, way to exhale, like that.
0: I will admit I've never really seen all that movie, so I can't really say that. From what I've heard people say, possibly. But the thing is, you know, I'm coming at it as a. 49 year old black guy who lives in america so i'm gonna have my biases and i'm going to, certain things are gonna pop out to me so I'm, you know I'm, I'm kind of giving him an excuse to say he's trying to tell their story and everybody isn't all the same but it's just the, the optics of how they are presented in this and again because i would be some people might say oh man viola davis she's married to a white dude in the movie But that's the way it is, you know, so what? Uh, But it's it's interesting, and again, I think race does matter in this movie, not for bad or anything, but the way these characters and what they're doing is very interesting. You can sit back and look at, wow, here's what they think about you on both sides. You know, and and it was interesting that it was a, a person that's not in America that would make a movie like this, speaking on these topics. Uh, and and again his other movie was a r- very racially charged movie as well 12 years a slave which was a good movie but I, I, this is a, so this is a good movie don't get me wrong it's it's something that i would really like it were, again i could have seen this being on hbo or something like that it was like they took an hbo thing and condensed it into like a two-hour movie and he was shit. like man okay this is some good shit you know Again, if it would have been a TV series, it probably would have been phenomenal because it really had a chance to... And I guess it was a TV series, but with these actors, it it was was pretty good, man. It was a good good movie. Um, uh, Real quick, and I feel like I'm dominating the conversation. One other movie you should go check out. Uh, I just saw this the other day. It's on On Demand. It's called Nigerian Prince. Uh Uh-oh. The premise is uh, African-American... Uh, teenager uh, goes out to Nigeria to visit his aunt he doesn't really when he gets there he realizes this ain't America homie you in Africa and he's kind of when he's entitled you can keep it a little bit of the entitled younger type of dude and he gets out there and he realizes yo they ain't got that they ain't got no internet and when he gets to his aunt's apartment they ain't even got no power like, the, the power goes off and on, because that's oh, just sure. the way it is out there. So here's that lamp. Where am I sleeping at, Auntie? Follow me. Takes into the room. There's a bed. You can tell that's the only bedroom. Where are you going to sleep, Auntie? In the bed next to you. How, can I call oh. my mama? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> calls his mom, Mama, you know, what's going on? I want to come home. You, you stay out there. You're going to stay out there for the summer. He come to find out His mom's gonna have him Hell. Stay a whole year Like you need to know Who you are You Nigerian Wow So you like Yeah you like Whoa <laughs> And it's a wake up You know it's, it's a It's a cold slice of reality And his aunt Ain't no Joke You know she I I know I, I was jokingly An like, American nigga Get your shit together But she didn't say it like But she wasn't having No part of the foolishness she was hardcore, she was on his ass, and so why you say American scammer, well, oh excuse me, uh Nigerian prince, his cousin, which I guess is the son of his auntie, he's a grown he don't live there, but what he does is he's out there running scams, so when you get the email, hi, I am prince. <laughs> he he's the cat right nose I mean, this is a good movie because they could have called this the art of. Running game, the Nigerian version. They he running all these scams, man, and 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 gaming people. It shows him like he's uh, he's a car salesman. uh, You know, I a car lot, and he's you know negotiating this car price with this dude. Yeah, you know, pay this much, not okay. I'll buy it. Has homie sign the papers. They go back in the office and sign the papers. Here's the car keys. Oh yeah, thank you. You know. Dude goes outside to get in the car, the car is gone. A homie ran out the back, and there's other homies in that car and they dip out with the cash. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is they running. They doing crazy stuff. So the the premise of the movie is the scammer dude, he running all these scams. He ends up getting arrested. And the police are corrupt. The police in on it. And the police dude bails him out, and and I guess the police captain dude is getting a cut off of all these scams. That's why these cats can do all this shit. And the police dude is chief is like, yo, you owe me four million now. Like, Damn. You you in deep, and either I'm either gonna get me my four million in like a couple of days, or I'm gonna kill you. And so now he has to try and come up with all this money. In a short amount of time so he's got to run these scams and he gets the american boy he ends up you know meeting the boy and sort of getting him involved in this stuff uh it was a really good movie man it was very it was interesting to see a nigerian i mean it's not it's, it's in english and everything it's, it's an american actor in terms of playing the, the american kid i've seen him in something before. But it was a really good movie. And what turned me on to it because I was flipping through my voodoo thing. You know, you can see the movies. And I saw the picture of it. I was like, okay. But I noticed it was a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, huh? So I watched the trailer. I was like, you know what? This looked kind of good, actually. So I ended up just went ahead and buy the, bought the bullet and, and rented it. Good movie, man. Real good movie. Uh, I don't know if it's playing on a limited basis or something, but uh, Nigerian Prince. Uh, I, I'm stamping that one. That's official, you know, movie to see. that. All, all my hustlers out there, entrepreneur cats, all my parents, you know, definitely check this movie out, man. It was some, a lot of shit going on in that. And you, it was cool because I was watching the hustles and I was like, shit, this shit is crazy. Some of them I can see how they go down like that. But it's just like, who really is going to fall for that? But you'd be surprised. And it's just like, man, is this how cats out there, they really get, them cats is hungry out there. (laughs) Like, and they got to be because it's not America and the, the money is different and the environment is totally different. And either you working, your job, you know, and the police is corrupt or you out there getting it how you live and them cats was, they was doing some very ingenious. There's a whole thing. I don't know if this is real about black money. I'm not spoiling a movie. I guess it's a hustle where they send a letter, you know, da, 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 such and such. And we have like three million dollars in black money. And basically black money is made to transfer. so You can transfer real cash back and forth without going through the banks. But they paint it as black paper. So it's painted black on both sides. And then what you do is when you move that out, you take it to America, you take the chemical solution, and then you wash all the money, and you got your bread. We just want somebody, so we're just asking for a certain percentage up front, and then you take the cash back to America, you take your $3 million, and you straight. <laughs> it sounds crazy as hell, <laughs> but the way they played that, I was like, this shit is crazy. <laughs>
1: Now, was his mom involved in any of this when she sent him over there?
0: No, his mom is... She's like a nurse or something. So she has no idea. The the, the auntie is straight, too. She ain't with none of that. That son running game is not allowed in the house. And again, as I said, the auntie, she ain't no joke. She not playing. So there's the whole dynamic between her and her son. And, you know, of course, you know, the nephew... Yeah, it was yeah, it was a really good movie, man. Really good movie. Uh, I will say this: you really appreciate. you Can say what you want to say about America, you appreciate what we got over here. Like I said, just the fact that you can just go home and there's electricity, uh, and the stuff you know that it is reliable. Even when you pay your bill, even when he went out to eat to the burger spot or whatever. Oh, this this isn't. Food What is this You eat This is trash You eat I know she wants American nigga This is burger You (laughs) And that little boy Got him He's getting a wake up call Like boy Where's the computers at I can't get online Huh (laughs) What you talking (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) Who gonna pay for that So yeah Yeah (laughs) Yeah (laughs) You ready to go to school? You going to school. I've got to go to work. And this, yeah, because the auntie was like a lawyer. Actually, I think she was like a lawyer or something like that. But, yeah, it was a good movie, man. I I really enjoyed it. It was funny, too, because, yeah, I know a lot of cats wouldn't survive, man. (laughs) Shit, i probably be struggling. (laughs) The little stuff we all think that we're supposed to have and get on the phones and stuff. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I couldn't call you, Mom. The phone's um is blocked. Well, yeah, you in another country, nigga. Hey. <laughs> I ain't paying for that. Well, you ain't working. And and it was cold because he would his mom and dad was separated or divorced, and he was calling his. So his mom's took the passport, so he couldn't go. He couldn't leave if he wanted to. And he didn't have no money. And he didn't want to stay there. And then he called his dad, and he he kept calling his dad like, "Dad, it's an emergency. Call me back at this number." His dad wasn't ever calling. His dad's back in the States.
1: Oh, thanks, dad.
0: And when he finally do talk to the dad, because the thing is, even if he got money to come back to the States somehow, his mom ain't having it. So he can't stay with his mom. So, you know, so it was very interesting. Well, what is he going to do? You know, and so he thought maybe his dad was going to save him. So that whole dynamic is very interesting as well. And, you know, it was just, it was interesting you you, you kind of saw a point of view from the I guess of immigrants who came to America to better their life but they wanted their son to understand who they were as a people and that you know how good it was in America versus where we come from and even in both his parents you could tell it was hard workers but they was like yo man you you got to hey this is good for you you know even though they sort of had to trick him over there, which was crazy, but as a child, you you don't really got no, you don't get no say in that shit, man. You gonna do what they tell you. you. You don't work. So
1: no, you don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't. You ain't paying lab bills. You ain't finished school. You are gonna do what we say. I know for a lot, and so for a lot of people, that's gonna be a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> but that's the facts, man. That This so, ain't America. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't. I'd be on my Chris Tucker from Russia the moment I get back, somebody gets slapped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you did what? Oh hell It's so funny guys. you you say that because I could see this movie being played played for laughs like that. It would I could see it being a big blockbuster movie. They got Kevin Hart to play the kid, you know, put you know, and they're playing kind of cooning out. Where the where the that? You know, man, come on, man. And I'm glad they didn't go that route. This play straight, but uh but anyway, wow! <laughs> Nigerian Prince, check it out. I guarantee you will not think it's whack. You may not like it all the way, but it's a good movie. It's worth worth seeing. Um. Okay, man. God, I've been. I'm talking. to am sorry. Too much. Real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I did check out the Hate You Give. Oh. Y'all was. <laughs> yeah y'all were not playing that was not for the week of heart i mean i didn't cry but i sure was like god damn it's a cold f the world out there yeah. it's like uh i feel like netflix wrote that because at the end of the day spoilers you
0: know okay so we had difficulties sorry about that ladies and gentlemen batteries went out on my recorder hopefully we didn't lose that we shouldn't have uh Ampou, you were talking about the hate you give Yes,
2: I absolutely uh, love this film. A manless Sternberg? I think it's... No, Stanberg. I'm not sure. Um, She did the damn thing. The real dude was Maverick.
0: Maverick. my God.
2: First of all, the fact that that man does not have his own show on television is a travesty because everything he is in, he has been gold. Lincoln Heights, um, Grimm. Now this film, he did it. Anthony Mackie, yeah, I guess when he effed up playing Tupac in Notorious, he brought it all the way back. At the end, I'm sorry, Mark Sports, at the end where he just casually had his boys uh dump that uh dude what they did to that shop. I was like, oh man, they had not played. And when he emerged, he was he was They were about it at the end of the the end of the movie. It was a little ham fisted uh, with the I forgot. What was the boy's name? Not seven. um, The little boy's name. Can I think of it? Uh, That whole scene when the cops pulled up. They like I said, uh, they like I say, thankfully. But when I saw it, it was only like maybe 10 people in the audience with me at the theater. Uh, But I'm quite sure on opening night When that last scene came up I'm quite sure Mike Everybody oh, was running out Through the whole movie When the police rolled up I was like oh hell That's that not about <laughs> I was like I was like babe get the strap, get the yeah. strap. <laughs> I was, I was, We are at war but it was really great. The, one of the the subtle things was her being in those two world, those two worlds, and how she was schooling her homegirl. And that scene where they were talking about the dude that shot the kid, and the girl goes, "That poor family." I was like, "Yep, that's white liberalism right there. There it is. That's how Trump gets elected." <laughs> i was just, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what do you mean, that poor like? And everything she was saying was just truth bombs upon truth bombs. I mean, the uh, the uh, the underlining with the drug issue, I thought that was a little ham-fisted in there as well. But, I mean, all of it was just so topical and it had me so invested in all of these different characters. And, you know, tip my hat, that was a really good movie.
0: Yeah, it was. And I think as a, maybe it was the way it was marketed or something, but it did not do well. At all at the box office, which is a damn shame because I, to me, it was one of the best movies of the year, one of the best movies of the year. Um, but I hope people oh, uh, see it when it comes out, you know, home video or whatever, because it's a must see movie. Oh, is that uh, seventh? God damn, I'm sorry, I can't get getting swatted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hands up, man.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's. I want to see that again. I can't wait for it to uh, come out, uh, so I can buy it because that was a
1: good now, did, movie, man. Didn't you say originally on your first review about this <clears throat> that this was a young adult story?
0: Yeah, it's an it was a very uh, you know seller best selling book. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I and, then, and again the movie is great. I would also say too, uh, if you're into it, uh, you could read it or. And this one, I'm on my cue. The audio book <clears throat> of this was damn good. I I had finished the audio book just before I saw the movie, and they're they're alike, obviously. But the the book is so much more in there. Uh, it's really well done story. The I can't think of the, the lady's name right now, the sister who wrote this. But a tip I had to her, a very well uh, written piece of work. Storytelling, man. Uh, I can't wait for her next book. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think the premise is, it's and it's so funny, I mean, this might lead us into our Takashi conversation, but it's about a rapper, a female rapper, who I think has to decide if she wants to play up this image to be successful or not, or something like that. Um, but it sounds really intriguing. If, if it's anything like her other book, I'm all in. I got I to gotta read it.
2: Um, yeah. But, sorry um, about that. Uh, no, sorry. Man, Amazon don't play.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, you going to get this package today. Hell <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, started. Brother, I'm like, dude, are you crazy? Like,
2: sh- what you doing?
0: Package. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Amazon package. opens up their employment to uh, first-time convicted felons, giving them a chance to deliver. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hey, nigga, come on here and get this package. Shit. <laughs> oh,
2: man. man have uh, one thing I did want to note is uh Seven's mom, the the hood chick, that she was straight oh. pulled out of a Tyler Perry movie. I'm like, oh come on! She and they toned no- her,
0: they toned her down for the movie. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah man. <laughs>
2: yeah, she was like, yeah, go on, get out of you messing up my high. I'm like,
0: damn. All
2: right, I know, I know my son and took an ass him, but damn, <laughs> had to get my gotta get my smoke back on. Messing up my high. <laughs> <laughs> damn.
0: What did you think of her boyfriend?
2: That was Anthony Mackie's character, right?
0: No, 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 no. Um uh, of uh, the, the girl, the lead character's boyfriend. I can't think of his name, the white guy.
2: Uh yeah, yeah, I I mean either. I to me it seemed way too much white savior because he didn't really do anything other than I'm there, I'm there for you, I'm there. It's like they didn't really Which I'm kind of glad they didn't do the whole black, white, oh, he's dating thing. You don't understand what I'm going through. I like that part. But at the same token, it was like, well, what is he there for other than just being support? Because I just feel like if you're going to show that dynamic of the interracial relationship with this very heavy story, then I'm thinking, okay, is there going to be something going on? I'm not saying they got to. They had to do that well you know you don't understand my struggle type moments mm-hmm. but it just seemed like well then why is he white hmm.
0: well yeah I, I guess you know it, it plays into the whole code switching she had to do you know going from her neighborhood to going to wh- where she went to school and the, her friends there and stuff so uh, but
2: mm. I, I love how her pops greeted them at the door came to do that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> that one had me rolling
0: yeah, it was it was, a, it was a good movie, man. Like, very very well done. All right. Um, well, since we're on the movies and stuff, let's jump over to TV real quick. Uh, you know, we've been talking heavy about the Titans show. Uh, the new episode just dropped uh, the other day, yesterday. Uh, Big sexy. What's what's your thoughts on the new episode of you Titans?
1: Know, <clears throat> you know, yesterday's episode was a little bit of a pause and catch-your-breath moment, for me at least. Uh, are we spoiling? Sure. Okay. Um, in the wake of the revelation that Grayson you know, is no longer gonna, apparently no longer going to be Robin, and they're still trying to find uh, Raven's family, and who these people are we're trying to hunt her down, you know, the, the team got split up. Raven and Garfield were looking at this Residents, I guess, where the, where the, I'm going to call them villains were, they got grabbed up immediately, Robin and Starfire, or excuse me, Grayson and Starfire show up, and then I got kind of lost, you know, they all got grabbed up and they're injecting Grayson with these, you know, psychotropic drugs, and I got kind of lost, honestly, hmm. you know, help me out here.
0: Well, so yeah, I mean, they, they started experimenting on all of them, and they wanted to see what their powers were, and I guess they didn't really understand that, you know, Robin obviously doesn't have any powers. So, I but I thought it was I thought it was very interesting because it, the, it gave the episode a, a chance to really go into what he's fighting in his mind and stuff, and so you see a lot of flashbacky type stuff, but he seemed to be like more so in a battle with himself you know, another version of him as Robin. And I, I loved when he, you know, the, he went to the Bat Cave and you kind of got to saw the Batmobile there for a little bit and he was fighting himself and they were like kind of like looking at the people that the, the doctors and stuff looking at like, what is going on with this guy? You pumping, he's already full of the drugs, pumping with some more. Like he's obviously something's going on with them. And I think to, for him, he realized like, I can't be Robin. Like, I'm battling Robin and the only way to, to to win that is to not be it, I guess. And so once, so once everyone is sort of rescued from their predicaments, you know, at the end of it, how they have to get out of there, you know, they're being confronted again with all these guards and stuff. And to me, he just decides that I'm not holding back. I'm going to embrace this dude. I've been kind of becoming throughout the series. where I'm very brutal and taking cats out. And he just goes, I mean, he grabbed that little pipe <laughs> and put them and went to work, you know. And he's,
1: yeah, he did. you know, he's
0: he's a savage man. He was just going crazy, and and killing people and bashing their heads in and stuff. And then you know at that last scene when he was looking at the puddle of water, he saw his reflection as Robin. And that's why I think he just decided, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing that no more. I'm, he burns the Robin suit. I guess at this point he becomes was it Nightwing. He's going to become well,
1: Nightwing or something. He but, should become Nightwing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I just thought it was it was sort of the end of, okay, I'm done with Robin. I can now get out of this anguish shit he's been so far throughout the series and just embrace who he is and I'm not Robin, I'm this other thing and, you know, I'm a bad motherfucker. Like, you know, that's, that's how it, I read
1: it. Does, but in the books way back, got in 83, 84, 83, he does not immediately go from one to the other. I mean, he stops being Robin mm-hmm. And then he just kind of hangs out in Titans Tower. God, that's corny. But he just hangs out in their tower for a few uh, issues. And then I think in issue 45, maybe 44, he becomes Nightwing. Okay. So it's it's not an immediate transition.
0: Yeah, but I'm not like, you know, they gave, uh, what's the, I don't even, is it Beast Boy? I don't know what the name of that guy is that turns into the.
1: Well, Beast. His name's Garfield, but, you know. Nobody really calls him that. They usually call him Garfield. They'll call him Beast Boy.
0: Was that his name, though? Beast Boy. Is
1: that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: I I like that they finally kind of gave him his moment. He turned into the tiger, and he mauled that. them. I mean, he was going in on that cat, man. I was like, damn. I like that because now I know. See, you know, the thing is, I'm assuming normal for a lot of people, they see the Titans as sort of a, you know, a good, happy superheroes, you know, they're not going brutal. This shows the, sort of, the ugly side you know, of the reality side. Like, if a cat could turn into a tiger, and he had to attack somebody, he ain't gonna nip at them, man. Like, he want straight tiger on <laughs> It was just, you know, ravaging that dude, man. I was like, god damn, and it was, I was like, and then when he turned back, and he had the blood, and he, I think he was spitting pieces out of his mouth and shit, or he threw it up oh, or yeah. something. I was like, yo, this shit is, that's probably what it would be like. Like, this shit ain't, funny it's not like you know oh he can turn into a tiger you know, yo a tiger will fuck you up man and I was like I, I, was, I, I like this I know there probably a lot of DC, some DC heads this is not but I, I have no ties to it so I just thought yo this shit is vicious man I was digging it and the same with that raven chick I really liked that whole thing where the dude cut his neck open and she healed him and then when it got later in the episode she was like Nah, I'm gonna unheal you and rip this shit right back opening. I was like,
1: yo, like, you was know, so bro.
0: bloody man. I was like, this shit is
1: crazy. So. And again, Starfire, she is quick to, to check you, yeah, just like in the books because she, she will come for you. People, you know, don't get it twisted, she will come see you. Yeah. And I, I like that, and I like how they're making it so Grayson or Dick or who he is. Can I don't want to say control her, but she will, you know. Well, I don't say bow down, but she'll hey, hey, let he, him run he, things.
0: He put that that dick. On, he put the Dick Grayson on her.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even gonna touch that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why. Okay. but I still want to know why she's still walking around looking like that though. Like, damn, can we get the
0: sister out of the, that outfit? She's got a, it's a different outfit, though, isn't it? That's why I was trying to understand where she's getting these clothes from. Like, it's not the same outfit she well, originally had. She,
1: she got money, apparently, because
0: you know, so. hey, I'm running
1: around pretty good, though. She, she,
0: hey, oh, uh, did you see the trailer for the next episode?
1: I saw a little bit
0: of it. Yeah, it was just a short one. Obviously, they're gonna have uh, what was her name Donna Troy or was it Wonder? Yes, King? Wonder Girl. Yeah, she's like she's about to, to get it popping and then the they show some they're going to go more deeper into Starfire too look like her story. So, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Uh let's let's segue into the Stan Lee Bill Maher stuff. I wish we had Q here. So I know he is a, a a supporter, I don't know if a supporter or is a fan of Bill Maher. I'd give him that. For him. Um, you go. But, and this is, you know, this story's already been out there and I have seen now that Bill kind of, Bill came out again on the Larry King show and sort of doubled down on some things. But here's my take on this. and I want to hear what you guys, what you guys think about it. Uh, I, I'm not going to even get into how I personally feel about Bill Morris. I don't really feel anything. Like I've watched some of his stuff and I've enjoyed it before. I remember watching his documentary movie. Was it religious religious Reliculous. or something like that? And I was, I think yeah. I watched half of it and I was saying, hey, I can see what he's doing here. Okay. You know, he seems like an intelligent type of dude. You know, he's, he's got a lot of the way he thinks. I can admire some of that stuff, but I know that he's also, he has very dry humor and he's, you know, he's one of those guys, he's a contrarian. That, that's what I, how I look at him. That's Almost. Like loves him. And I'm, I'm no doubt about it. And, 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 and and I I almost don't look at him as a comedian because he's not necessarily funny to me. I just think he has, mm-hmm. uh, the way he talks about things is somewhat, there is some logic to what he's saying. And of course he leans to the left and all that kind of stuff. But it's neither here nor there. To me, what I have to judge him on or what stands out to me is the the. Not what he said about Stan Lee per se, which I will get into, but the timing of it. The fact that Stan Lee had just died. And let's keep it 1000. Stan Lee is a great person. He he has a legacy. Uh, He has motivated people. He's inspired people. To me, that means a lot. Uh, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world or the strongest, or the most best, best looking. But if things that you say or do can inspire others to bring more positivity or to think outside the box and to uplift them or give people joy to me that's the best gift you can do with anything. Excuse me. So his legacy speaks for itself. When you have other people who are championing you, then you know, you, sort of done something, you've inspired other people. And somebody say, yo, when I I used to do this because you did that, I was so inspired by what you did. It made me think of something to do. That's the, that's to me, that's what we're supposed to do. You know? So anytime you have somebody that's like that, you got to give them respect. Even if you ain't even into what they, there's a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not all into the Beatles or nothing like that, but I give them mad respect because I respect that there's people that's into them they inspire people. They music touch people. It may not get into me, but I respect with it, so I'm not going to speak greasy. You know, I always give them their respect first. Now, when a person passes or they die, you give respect off the rip, particularly if they are one of these types of people. Now, there might be... Some people that are you know heinous type people, you're not going to give them their respect. You, know, you might not even say nothing. that just I ain't even um, I'm not going to say nothing. But when you have one of these people where you, you, it's obvious, they official, iconic type people, you may not be into them, but when you speak about them right after the moment they die, that speaks about you. And to me, it speaks of what's going on in this country. This, the level of respect is so low. Again, the same type of stuff that I would call on a, uh, Donald Trump or some of these people who somebody had died and I'll speak kind of greasy about them. That's disrespectful. You're not supposed to say nothing on somebody who just died, even if you might have a point. But this ain't, so you would say, yo, this is not the time for it right now. Let these let people mourn or let people think of the good things for right now. Let them get a chance to get it out first because they feeling, you know, it's, 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 a fit, it's a loss. It's like if some. Oh, well, he was uh, the guy. Uh, he got shot. He didn't. And the, the cop told him he wasn't supposed to do this and he had a gun on him. Well, you know, he shouldn't have had that gun. Listen, you right. But let his mom and them mourn. You, you don't be dis, don't disrespect them. Cause they make you look corn. It makes you look like you you that low that you would have to speak disrespectful on. You're not even dis, you are disrespecting the family. And so to me, with Stan Lee, if the whole world is giving it up, cause he did greatness, you really shitting, you're shitting on the people and giving them their chance to mourn. And you making yourself look insecure because why are you even speaking right now to me a knowledgeable wisdom cat would be like you know my words aren't going to even be impactful per se for to, to support my point because the people's in mourning so if i say something as i'm trying to give them some some game if i say it right now it's only gonna come off as i'm hating <laughs> even if you know what i mean Cause they, they, they sad. So why would you, so as the wisdom would say, this ain't the time to speak. Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't even matter if you don't like what this, this ain't, they're not going to hear you. They are just going to hear rah, rah. They're not going to hear the game you think you're trying to put or the, again, I think that the points that, bill was talking about in terms of you know all oh, these are comics and not it's not real literature type of thing or adults need to be on a d-. I can understand what he's trying to say but first of all i question if you even know what you're talking about per se and what i mean by that is did you read the books have you studied that Art form or whatever you're critiquing So that you can speak on it with wisdom Or you're just shooting off the, off the top of your dome He has come out and said I, ain't really, I don't read comics I think in the Larry King one He came back and said I, I didn't even read them I don't know it like that So, so off the top you, You're speaking You don't know, you really don't know what you don't talking about But if you're going to not know what you talk about Then at least you come Again, wisdom would say Even if you didn't really know what you're talking about You're just trying to you run off at the mouth you would do it at an opportune time so that you don't have to at least you have something to stand on. Like, you don't got shit to stand on. You don't have no respect to stand on. And your, your shit is, you're not proving your point properly. But to me, again, I re- re- reiterate, when you come at somebody just as they passed, the only thing that looks whack is you. And again, it speaks to the insecureness Inside, where you feel like you gotta be the contrarian to somebody who just passed, means you don't really have enough respect and you really don't have no real wisdom. You may know a lot of shit, but if you're not able to communicate your ideas at the time when they'll be the most potent, then you're really dumb. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that's and I'm saying to me, you see a lot of that in today's society where people start to criticize or have bad things to say about people that just passed, or people that's going through things. They don't even. So the, the level of respect is so low. And I think, unfortunately, that's what a culture is right now of America. So disrespectful and everybody want to have a voice be heard but they're not even like the real ones that are real impactful they always come at the right time they have the right words at the right time and they when they speak they know it's the opportune times you can the same with the uh, like you look at kanye west or something he may have his ideas or he's trying to he's trying to, oh I, I know this but he don't know at the right time to speak it. So the you know the wrong the wrong time to speak it was to go into the White House and to start, da, 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 da. yo, you you you're coming off of the slavery is a choice. You don't understand the disrespect that that comment has, and you you're not at the right time to say that. We in a societies at a time right now is very divided, and the people that she, supposedly your base, they don't they don't agree with. The people you backing, it's not the right time for you to come with that rhetoric. You could come with that at a different time, and it may have, you, you might get some juice, but he don't have the wisdom to know that, yo, my creativity has got to be at the right time. So going back to Bill, he's a smart dude, he's got some but he don't really have the wisdom. He's not really uh, one of these guys that is going to inspire anybody. Right, because again, all you do is just come at disrespectful points. How is that going to uplift anybody? Who's gonna say? How many massive people is gonna be like, "Yo, man, Bill, he was that dude, man. I, he turned my life around, and you know, inspired me to da 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 da, da. They ain't gonna be not gonna really be there. You know, he'll tell you that he might be that guy. He might say, "Yeah, I gave money to this. I did." But see, the guys who got to tell you <laughs> they're great, they're not really great. <laughs> the people... Mike, 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 please say that one more time. Please
2: well, say that well, The, one the time.
0: guys who's got to tell you they're great, they're not really great. The people is going to tell you somebody's great because it's gonna they're going to be the fruits of whatever the other person said or done to inspire people. Those are the, So that's why when you... See, so when you go look at Stan Lee, oh, well, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't write great
1: literature. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Listen, what do they say? Uh, with great responsibility. I great power yeah. comes great responsibility. Now, did that come from Stan Lee? Yes, it did. That's all that needs to be said. That's the great, li- that's the wisdom. Right, He dropped <laughs> a jewel that goes on for generations. That's in popular culture today. It was out of a comic book, but that was true. That was, Anyone can take that and, and and take that and learn from that. So if you got a whole bunch of people, that say yo, I used to read those books and in the stories they was talking about, I took some of the wisdom. And Uncle Uncle Ben said so, a, a line in the book, nigga, I ran with that. I, I use that. In, that's like somebody saying, yo man, Yoda said, do or or do not. Oh, you—that's a—that's a movie character. You can't. Was it truth? Did it hit? Did it hit a whole generation of people? Oh, okay. Did they elevate themselves and go on to do greatness? Yes. Then there it is. That it don't—you can't fit uh, greatness in a box. You know, nobody can say, "Oh, well, it didn't come from this college, so that ain't that ain't real." You can't really apply that. No, the real pieces of wisdom are going to come however they come and whatever medium they come in. A real smart person will say, hey, I'm going to learn from whatever. It might be a cat on the street. He might have a word for me or I might see him do something nice or something. And you know what? Let me follow in the footsteps of that cat. That's what it was about. You know, for me, it would be about watching my grandfather and them. Just even not even consciously understanding it, but he was get up every morning and go out there and make it happen for his family. Not really understand. Oh, man, I don't want to work a job. And then you look back. when, By the time you mature and got some game about yourself and some wisdom, hopefully you can look back and see damn, My grandparents, grandfather, he was putting it down. I didn't get it back then. I'd stop. I would never work a job. But now I see. After he passed, I hear all the people that he'd untouched, and I actually see the people talking about his greatness. I recognize that. Oh, okay. This is a quick example. I may have said this before. Uh, you know, my, my grandfather he used to go to work, blah, blah, blah. 2018, now he, he died last year. I was, what I was trying to do, I was gonna go, I wanted to go see my kids the summer. You know, money's tight or whatever. And just like, ah, oh, how do I get the money to, to go over there? I get a thing in the mail. It's uh insurance thing. Said, what is this? Insurance pot poly- you know, Lucius Dean set us, you know, had a little thing, had you down as a beneficiary. Said, what? Word? I call up my uncle, Un- Uncle, is this what is it? Yeah, man. Fill out the paperwork. Yeah. That's for you that's your, that's for you. I'm like, whoa, and then you know a couple weeks later, boom, check come in the mail right on time. Okay, now I can go see my kids. So the lesson was, yeah, he was putting it down, and he made sure all the kids was blessed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't go to college or but he he was a man. He stood tall on certain principles, and at the end of the day. I got blessings. So, when I'm saying you you see people who are doing good things that motivate somebody, that's what I'm talking about. Whether or it might be looking at big sexy or something like, man, I, I read how he was doing his thing and how he went through and he went, you know, he's a lawyer and doing all this. And yo, okay. Yeah, we can do this. Or I look at Aunt Pooh. Yeah, okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop he he working here he got a family now his little baby's doing his thing you know he, he's 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 doing it you can do it okay yeah let me learn some game from that it can come from anywhere you again we can look at and it is good and not so good things we can look at my man sean heal yo okay we gotta get busy you know we t- was a was, uh, great Prince song, for Staples." I had had to play that recently. Time waits for no one. <laughs> Yo, it, your life ain't guaranteed. You better get your affairs in order. Do, wh- you gonna you supposed to you gonna do what? You said you gonna do what? You better do it. Because at the end of the day, just like how my grandfather he, he had under people under him, Sean Hill had people under him. We got people under us. And we may not think about it right now, but 10, 15 years from now, they their blueprint gonna be us, whether we fulfill that blueprint on the right way or not. They gonna be like, yo, my dad, he, yeah, he he used to do this, da-da-da-da. And I saw these people talking great about him. That's dope. Or yeah, oh, it's a check in the mail for your your your, your college. It's paid, it's done. You you're good. Yeah, your your dad and your mom and them had that set aside for you. You know, it it may not be much, but it's, oh, oh, wow. Okay. (sighs) So anyway, all I'm saying, I'm going to get off of the Bill Maher thing. When there's people that pass and they inspire people, you give them their respect. You give the people, let the people have their time to have their respect. Even if you might think their works aren't legitimate to you or whatever, then you save that conversation for when you can actually have a conversation, and it don't come across the wrong way. That's all I gotta say. About big sexy man, what's your thoughts? On that?
1: You know I agree with everything you said. A few years ago, uh, Tracy Morgan was involved in that accident that was definitely, definitely life-threatening to him. Now we all know that I've never been a Tracy Morgan, you know, fan at all. But when that happened, I did exactly what you just talked about. Hey, man, now is not the time. This man's life is in the balance. Show some respect. And no matter what you think of his work, you know, now is not the time to be talking about that. You know, and um, fast forward to when Tom Petty passed. Again, I'm, I like Tom's stuff a little bit, but I wasn't, you know, I'm not a huge fan but again, keep your mouth shut you know, friends passed, you know, I've I said this recently, you know, there was a, a lady friend who you know, said something unpleasant and then says she had to go you know, so in any, in any situation where someone passes the least you can do, if you're not down with what they were doing, is shut up it's not about you it's about the people who are hurting because someone who was important to them is gone. And so anyone, in anyone's passing, you know, in the wake of anyone's passing, just comes up and starts talking greasy, and that's a Michael Dean phrase, which I'm stealing, you know, you're going to get dealt with. And it's not that, you know, all of us are Prince fans, which we are, or all of us are Stan Lee fans, it's the timing. You can be critical of a person of a creative person's work in a ap- appropriate time. And that time is not seventy two hours after they after they've left us. You know, and the fact that Mar is all about, well, you know, I didn't read comic books, blah blah blah. You read enough to know about who you were playing in the damn movie. You <laughs> knew who Iron Man was. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so shut up. You know, so just stop. A lot of these cats that have these dry sense of humors and are provocateurs, are contrarians. I'm just speaking for me here. Those guys are assholes because they're insensitive, they're not funny, and they're looking for attention. That's all they're doing. And there is no reason for Mara to have done this twice. Unless it's about attention for him. That's all it is. You, you are seeking attention off the casket of someone who actually did something. And that's not cool. And that's probably why a large, very large number of comic professionals and fans have been getting at him. Now, he may be one of these people while well, any, any news is good news or any press is good press. Well, he got, got what he wanted. But, again, people have long memories, too. You know, you can fast-forward to 10 years down the line. Hey, let's get Bill Maher for this. Now, wasn't Bill talking greasy about Stanley? Yeah. No, we don't need him. We don't need to work with that guy. You know, it's insensitive. It makes you look bad. And, you know, Q was out here to, uh, to speak on this, but, you know, that's somebody he rides for, whatever. That's on him. I just think it was petty. I think it was small minded. I think it was selfish. I think it was coward cowardly. cowardly. That simple.
0: Well speaking. You know, yeah, speaking of cowards, you know, again, just to pull it into the to the context of the conversation, you know, remember back when nine eleven happened? You know, Bill Maher had some comments at that point, which sort of play on the same sort of things. I think it was a, a week after the attacks nine eleven, Bill Maher went on his show and said we have been the cowards. It's about America. Lobbing cruise missiles from two thousand miles away—that's cowardly. Staying in the airplane when it hits the building—say what you want about it, not cowardly. Now, so the thing is, you could argue some. Well, he can argue his point, like. But the thing is, <laughs> wisdom—some wisdom about yourself and, and understand how people are. You say something like that a week after 9/11 on national TV, you're a fool. It's not gonna play the way you want it. It's that they don't, so they're not gonna hear what you're talking about. They just, oh, you disrespecting America? You disrespecting the people getting killed? That's not all that's gonna play. And then what? You know, so the, the, the ramifications of that were, you know, ABC is, yeah, he's out of here. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't renew that shit no more. And I think that's why he went to a- HBO, right? Talking crazy like that. And of course, you know, he had the house nigger comment. Was that early? That was this year.
1: Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. But again,
2: no, it was it, last
0: year. Oh, uh, what? It was last summer. Yeah. Oh, last shit. summer. But to me, again again, I would question a cat's like real the wisdom of a cat. Not, not question his intelligence. But again, if you really smart, you would know that when you, you wouldn't say something like that right around nine eleven. And me personally, if you was white and you supposedly got a lot of love for black people listen, you would have some respect to know that saying house nigger, I'm a house nigger, you you know you wouldn't say that. Like I know some cats, white cats that I know for real for real, that's oh. thorough. I'm consider them almost like brother they would never say some wild shit like they already just off the respect level even if they thought it was cool they just not comfortable yeah nah i'm not gonna nah i'm not gonna say that like that's not that's my peoples i'm not gonna say nothing like that that's crazy i know what that word means yeah now they could stand there well you know the niggas. i get that but to me, I would love to see the real black people he knows that he's cool with, with does he have that same energy in front of their face and he would say that well he think that would be highly disrespectful <laughs> like because I know he's cool with like play from kid and play, right or kid the, yeah. the high, I want this, this, I would love to ask yo kid, so does he use the N-word around you like is that cool? y'all cool? Is it, you have a cool relationship like that Because I, I, I know of no. White cats that I hang out with They would never see no shit like that <laughs> Cause they just They don't know I don't even know if it would be cool or not We had the conversation But just the respect level Would not It wouldn't let that fly out your mouth like that You know what I'm saying Like it's the same if I was around Another group If I was around my Mexican homies Or some other people I wouldn't just Ah man we a, we all kikes I'm you know, Huh? What? They'd be like Excuse me? <laughs> Get the strap. <laughs> what are you talking about? Always oh, just... Yeah. No one does that. There's only, again... I, I'm just saying, I question cats' wisdom. you can be the smartest, dumb motherfucker in the room. You can be so smart and know a lot of stuff. But if you don't know how to apply that, you're going to always come off as insensitive, disrespectful... And you're not gonna really motivate nobody. The only legacy you're gonna have is people. Was, I mean, he was a hater. He he always, you know, he made people uncomfortable. He he always no one was inspired. No one wanted to be like you really. You didn't inspire greatness. And again, they'll tell you their accomplishments, but the people will not champion. You're not gonna be no no one's champion, And you can look at most great people in this world who's had an effect. It was never them who was the ones that was championing themselves. <laughs> it was the people, man. People was ready to ride or die for people. Nobody's ready to ride or die for Bill Maher. Guarantee you that. They not. They're not really ready to ride and die for Donald Trump. They're ready to ride and die for the principles he thinks they think he stands for. But before he ran for president, they was not riding or dying for Trump. That's very important. I think you should understand that. So when everybody says, oh, those are Trump supporters, they don't really support Trump. They just see that he's the figurehead that they think supports their principles of maybe white supremacy or stuff. But if they got a win that they didn't think that he was really on board with that, he'd be up out of there to them. He's just smart enough to understand that I'm going to play to that. But those people wasn't right or dying for Trump before he ran for president. It was only because he put himself in that position. So that's what I'm saying. He don't motivate nobody. He's playing on principles that certain people and ideologies that they are in line with, but it ain't really. He is not a motivator. He doesn't have that magnetism like that. To me, that's facts. like he, you're not going to see nobody. nobody was championing him before that. Cause that's a true person. They, they champion is like you can look at M- Malcolm, Martin, uh, shit, uh, Steve Jobs. Some of these other cats. these people was riding or dying for for them cats. Like they oh it's ideology. What he was preaching, I'm all with that. Uh, yeah okay yep yeah, I'm all with that. But t- well nobody well nobody all trumping before Trump became. President, and it damn sure ain't no real movement, groundswell movement. Bill Maher, Bill, Maher. fuck, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the TV person, he's on his Jerry Spring. He, he, he's, you know, he's not even, not even. I don't, that's, that's a diss to Chris Rock. But When you talk about, he's a comedian. Please, people will ride for some Chris Rock or, <laughs> or you know, I'm just, I'm thinking of his contemporaries. Like they have to be other comedians, I guess, right? You don't even consider him in the same league with them cats, man. Oh, we're gonna have the Kings, a modern-day comedy. We're gonna have Bill Murray. Hell, him. no. Huh? What joke? He tell one of his jokes.
1: Well, fuck out of here. So, anyway. Well, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's 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 examine that for a moment. Now is he in the in that realm of you know rock and Chappelle and those cats? No. But what about people who do? That political based stuff, like a, uh, the, the young dude from, oh, Comedy Central, who does the. Kevin Noah? Thank you. Him, or the guy, uh, Lambert? I don't even know these cat so I don't know. Yeah, late night talk show guy, <laughs> Lambert? The Lambert show? You know, maybe in that vein, he could be something. But then again, that is such a narrowly defined area too.
0: And I'm listen, I'm not discrediting his his, his, Colbert, his Colbert. talent. Thank I God. am not discrediting his talent. He is where he is for a reason. I'm not saying he's not talented at all. Like I said, I've seen some of his stuff. I can understand the appeal. Sometimes I'm appeal, appealing to it. It's just when I see little cracks and things that he does in my opinion, dude just comes off. Uh, he wants to He's mad. He seems like he's mad. I don't know why he's mad. I don't know if that's his stick, but he just seems like he's a mad type of dude. And again, I don't know. I imagine that's just what he does to, to make his money. Because I know he don't talking greasy like that to real people. And he would never talk. No you can never talk like that and not get the shit slapped out of you, talking crazy you know, disrespectful and all that. He can't be talking like that to people in real life. Oh, I'm a house nigger and you know, right? <laughs> You know, nah. I don't know. I don't know his circle, so I don't. I'm, I'm not speaking on knowledge base. I just know if it was me, I don't know nobody who talks wild like that. I wouldn't even associate myself with people like that. Like, dude, you're you're an ass, man. Like, stop it. You don't. We don't get. But I don't get down like with people like that. So I, I guess it's foreign to me. I don't understand that, that old style. But hey, man. Shout out to Bill Maher <laughs> Shout Sh- out to no. St- Shout out to Stan Lee. Uh, he's a legend. I would imagine he's inspired, or at least touched, did something that everybody on this show would be like, yep. "Yep."
2: Well, my my opinion is is that it seemed like the context of his blog was to state how low information voters the American people are, and that only in a country that values or cares that much about comic books and movies could Trump. Be president. And to that, I say, I'm like, why are you using Stan Lee and his contributions to society, to America to illustrate that point? So that one, that's what upset me the most. You can make that same point without pissing on the legacy of someone who just died, who millions, if not tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people revere and have love for. For 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 what? to to once again state that stupid people voted for Trump. I guess that's that that's ultimately what he was doing. Yeah, I, I'm going to shit on Stanley's legacy. When Obama was president. I don't really
0: understand that.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing that apparently the the first 44 presidents those were high, infor- high informed voters, but Trump, oh no, they were stupid. And it's that mentality that's more than likely going to get Trump reelected. Because you want to think that you know better and only stupid people will vote for Trump. In my opinion, that is true. But when you're not figuring out why those stupid people are voting for Trump and just relying on calling them stupid, that's why you're going to lose. So I'm like, no, I don't have any respect for him. I've long since lost respect. I used to watch his shows whenever I had HBO every Friday. I used to watch it, but when he started, when I saw him going at Muslims hard like he was, I'm like, wait a minute, if this motherfucker thinks this way about Muslims, would he really think about black folk? And sure enough, he decided to use something traumatizing that occurred to black people to tell a joke by saying somebody offering him to come pick cotton or come do some agricultural in, I think it was Iowa. Nah, I ain't a house nigga. I don't do that type of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm. All the way cool on that guy, and like, like you both have been saying, it's like again, your legacy is what to be looking down on. Stan, Lee. Stan Lee's legacy is worth billions of dollars. What is your legacy worth? And not that that should be the end all be all, but let's start there,
0: yeah. Well, you know, would you say, uh, that dumb people. You know the, the the reason why trump won is the, in my opinion it's the same mindset that allow him to say what he said about stan lee when he said it the disrespect that's why trump won it's the same uh evil talk that trump does the same oh he's speaking out the box he's just going in uh, you know dissing everybody he brought that level of the game to politics. To me, that's why old boy won. And it's the same thing that he's doing. It's the level of disrespect. There's no, the, the, the respect is so gone that now you have these disrespectful people standing up. They feel energized and the country going down the tubes. That's why, the, to me, he won. He's doing the exact same thing. That's why I said, you can have your viewpoints, but when we get to the point where we don't care about, how the people feel, or we just gonna say what we wanna say, fuck all that. I'm gonna just did it. That's why a Trump will win. And that's why it'll continue to go down. So even if the next person, they're gonna, they're gonna follow that blueprint the same way he's following the blueprint, well, I can talk greasy on the dead at the, at the same time, like damn what they think. And I'm gonna tell them why they're wrong. That's why a Trump will win. And, and we're going down that pathway, the level of disrespect. That's what it is to me. Cause there's been comic books for every president. Been comic book movies through Clinton, uh Obama. So that excuse makes no sense to me. But what I do see a correlation is the level of disrespect in what what he's doing the same way with Trump. That's to me they they the same type of thing. They can't have their smarts or what I ain't saying do stupid. But when you get to the point where you just you being a contrarian just to be a contrarian, again, man, tell me Show me the examples of the Kryptonian, I can't even say the word, how they inspire a moving nation. That's all I want to say. And again, I hear what you're saying about what his worth is, but his real worth is, there's people that can say, yeah, I got my game from Stan. Or, yeah, I got motivated from Stan Lee. Yeah, uh, the stories touch my heart. You know what I'm saying? Maybe have some compassion about things and see things a little differently and look at... The, you know, I, I read the X-Men and I kind of could see the plight of certain people. Okay, maybe maybe I should have some more compassion about something or identify with Peter Parker with the struggles he's going through. But that's what it's worth when your shit motivates people to do better. And if you don't doing that, you don't have a legacy. You may have something that's worth some money that the money of value can go up or down, don't mean shit. When you can move people To elevate them That's a legacy That's what I'm talking So if you're not doing that you, And I said it to everybody If you ain't doing that You are question What the fuck you doing If you're not Motivating your kids Your family Or your friends What are you doing You're only serving yourself And hey At the end of the day How many people Is going to say Yeah That's that guy right there I, I felt him I felt what he was doing That's legacy to me Other uh, stuff Is just material shit you somebody will uh, make more money than you 10 years from now That that's just the way economics go but what did you leave behind and Stan Stan's shit is, is it is <laughs> we can all we all know what it is like I say he didn't touch this I would say the same thing about for me it'd be like a George Lucas or something he just inspired me to want to wanna read and to think out and have an imagination and, and open the door for other things that's all so the movies could suck for me but what Changed my like viewpoint when I this, this, what how I felt when I saw the movie. It's like oh you can do that. Bet. Let me go get to work. Let me think on some shit. Same. Well, what did Michael Jackson when I saw? I was like, oh damn. Oh when you saw I heard some prints or when you heard some rap or whatever it was. You read that book. Man, mm, I wonder if I could do something like that. Then then there you go. Then that's all I did. So, Oh, my dad did that. I wonder if I could do something better than he did. There you go. But if I, oh, man, he's just talking shit. Man, they don't, what's, what's that? What's that going to inspire? Inspire nothing. So anyway, I do not get off of Bill Maher and talk about him no more. It's canceled. <laughs> I know. Q was like, oh, I have um, Before we go any further, God has we, no heart. We bro. gotta give it up to somebody going through it right now. Uh shout out to Dimitri Dimitri Whitman Sr. Uh now I don't know if you guys know I'm talking to you brothers here on the mic with me. Demetri is one of the few people that's signed on to our uh chat thing, our Discord. He's his name is in the room. He, uh and shout out to him because he's obviously a staple in the in the Prince community. Uh, in minneapolis uh he had a stroke uh thanksgiving and I think he had brain surgery just the other day uh the update is he's recovering from that uh he's still in the hospital but you know we we already talking to an existence he's he's getting better he's gonna come out of that but i want to shout that brother out personally because every time i have went to minneapolis i ran into him out there and real solid cat, you know, real down to earth, always gave it up, you know, chopped it up, real cool dude. I remember I remember I had seen his face on Facebook before and then when we saw each other in real life, yo, what's good family? You know, always real real just a real down to earth brother, man. Um so shout out to him and his family. Um uh, we got a they got a uh, GoFundMe thing for him and already went past what they was asking but you know if you can give something anyway just to help with the medical stuff but you know i don't know his age but i would say he's around our same age and it's just another example man like time waits for nobody uh and you know, we got to hold down our own people and you know shout out to dimitri man we we want to have you uh get back on your feet so you can you know get him on the mic and you always talk about coming on the show but shout out to him and his family, man. We, we definitely praying for him. That's what's up. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, before I go in on this other one, talk, let's talk about the Tales of the Tour Bus. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us what they... I've seen some of it on Facebook, the, the, the uh, Rick James one, but, but Big Sexy, tell us what this thing is.
1: Alright, Tales from the Tour Bus is an animated half hour uh, just call it it's a documentary and in, in, in it's um, content it's created by Mike Judge he is the, the main creation or creator of Beavis and Butthead and then King of the Hill he voices Hank Hill and this is the second season the first season was all about country cats, and I had never heard of the show, because it's on Cinemax, and <clears throat> I had never had an opp- opportunity to see it, and then somehow I heard about the second season, this season, being about funk. I'm like, well, Mike Judge and funk, well, this has to be something interesting, and then I looked at the initial lineup, and the uh, first episode was on George Clinton. Now, you know, full disclosure, I have a client who has worked with George back in the day. So I thought, well, maybe they talked to her about this. And so I, I uh, saw it. And the show, each episode I've seen, I've only seen a few, they all open up the same way. There's a tour bus, and there's Mike Judge. I'm guessing this is an animated uh, impression of Mike Judge. But he's sitting on the tour bus and says, look, we're going to talk about so-and-so, and and you can't write the book of Funk without this guy. And he's really even-keeled, not going for the laugh. He's got that laid-back, you know, Texas drawl on him a little bit. And from a content standpoint, I learned, and again, I've been reading a lot of music biographies lately, but I learned something each time on the ones I've seen. I learned things about George Clinton that I didn't know, and the one that everyone's talking about was the two-parter on Rick James. Now, I had just read, or just completed Rick's biography, GLOW, written with David Ritz, who wrote Ray Charles's biography, and he also did Divided Soul, the one on Marvin Gaye. So, Ritz knows what he's talking about. And, having read that, and seeing the Rick James tour bus episodes, Rick was out there. Rick, Rick, woo. Rick was like, what's what's that actor's name? James Dean. Live hard, party fast, die young, golden corpse, that was Rick. He did it all. Uh, the most recent episode was last night. It was on Bootsy Collins. And, again, I learned a lot about Bootsy that I didn't know. You know, the best, the biggest thing I learned about Bootsy was, he never wanted to be out front. He's kind of like Sheila E. in that regard. They're happy just being in the back, holding down their their portion, but he didn't want to be out front. And George told him. He said, no, nah, man, you a star. You got to get out front. And they put together their Bootsy's River Band and put them out front. And after a few albums, you know, I'm not going to give it all away, but after a few albums, uh, there was an incident <clears throat> That Bootsy said, "You know what? I I'm done with being out front," but he still stayed active and he did a lot of things. He um, I forget the guy's name, but the biggest thing he did after he stopped, you know, his own band, was he worked on the Delight record, Grooves in the Heart, mm-hmm. and George Clinton was not a fan of and the Delight I'll, stuff at all. Interesting. At all. Man,
2: that that album was nice. I, I they owned, had some cuts. That on was them. a nice
1: album. Yeah. Well, George was not a fan. And having said that, I looked for, and they talked about Jake. You can't talk about Bootsy without talking about James Brown. And they have Alan Lee Alan Leeds in there as well. And Alan sheds some light on some things. And they're going to be doing a two-parter on James Brown in the next couple of weeks. And then after that, my personal favorite. They're doing the time Actually, now. The, the way they captured Prince in the Rick James one, and they're and don't get me wrong, they are very respectful to everybody they mention either as the lead or in passing. They just will be very respectful. One thing though about it, and this just popped in my head in the Rick James one, which was two parter, they didn't talk about Tina Marie at all. I'm like, how are you gonna talk about the Mary Jane girls? And Processing the Do-Rags. But not Tina Marie? Come on, man. But, hey, you know, I didn't write it, so... There you go. But it's... And, and lately, in social media, it's been getting a lot of uh, discussion. And just this weekend, for DirecTV viewers, there is a free Cinemax weekend. So if you got got DirecTV... Definitely check out the Booksy Collins one. It'll be running all weekend.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to catch that online somehow. <laughs> but uh, the one I've seen, it was pretty good, and it's done like in a cartoon.
1: Yes, it is movie.
0: all animated. Yes, that's that's what's cool about it. All right, uh, man. Just uh, was looking over some head headlines as you were talking, uh, but we're gonna stay focused uh, on on what we're gonna talk about here. Wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Takashi Six Nine. Boy, I know by the time y'all hear this, for some of y'all, every damn show is talking about this cat. Um, I just wanted to give our takes on it. Um, and to be honest, I don't know how much we all here follow or <laughs> know about him. Uh, he hasn't really been out that long. Maybe a year and a half. Really, really been doing his thing. But he's a, he's a rapper. Uh, I believe it's a Hispanic or Mexican dude from Brooklyn. Uh he's got the he's got the, you know, the, the rainbow hair and all that, and the tats on his face. Uh to me it looks like a caricature of like a gangster MS13. You know, just that but but more of a jester in, in, in my opinion of his appearance. Because he's multicolored. Uh, he would not be what I would think, like like if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't think he was like a gangster like for like a serious I would think this is some sort of uh like a he's being set t- satirical or something but but nonetheless like' very serious he's got some big hits uh he's definitely been in the news a lot, and I know for me you know and i when I always hear the conversation about him, it's always like people are like man he's Around a lot of violence and stuff and, and trolling And you know sort of beefing with people It's like man maybe you should not do that Like we've seen What happens when you put that kind of Energy out there uh, and It's always negative And this you know and again kind of going back To some of the stuff I was saying I've seen him on interviews he always says you know I'm the biggest this right now or I'm the king of this And you know when somebody always Got to tell you They're the shit Sometimes you kind of eh okay well, what's the people feel about it? i mean we could say all kind of stuff but you know the works will speak for itself and i mean he has the numbers something to back up a lot of this stuff too but what i guess happened recently uh well a while ago i remember he got kidnapped it was that story like he had got kidnapped and robbed or something and even after that happened people were saying yo it could only have been an inside job like because cat you know he had a lot of beefs with people but he was never getting hurt because he was protected by, you know, this sort of bodyguards, a gang element that, you know, you couldn't you got to go through them first. And wasn't nobody going through them, because they were solid out here. Apparently the word. Right. So it was like, well, the only reason someone could have gotten was they had to been inside that bubble to touch him. You know, whatever. Uh, and, you know, things moving and more shootings and different things happening and stuff. Getting to. Recently, he went on The Breakfast Club and he said, uh, you know, I'm firing everybody. All that, all those people that was around me and managers, this and that and the third and the, the trayway and throwing up the set and all that. I'm, I fired everybody I'm doing my own thing. And again, I kind of would just be watching from afar. I would watch other YouTube videos and stuff and people would talk about it. And they would be like, yo, he kind of looks like he might be getting extorted or something. Or it just kind of follows that pathway, it seems like. Well, end up coming to find out a few days after that Breakfast Club interview. He gets arrested along with all the people that he got. He fired like some of the main people, you know, a cat named Shoddy, uh, Crippy, and a few of these other uh, individuals. They all got arrested on some very serious charges. Uh, I think it was a three-way collaboration between the New York Police Department, uh, DEA, and homeland security. So it's a federal situation. And these, you know, these types of organizations, they're not, you know, when the feds, you know, you know, probably Big Sexy can speak on this. When you get to the point where the feds are like making a move on you, they're probably really only gonna do that when they feel like their case is somewhat solid and they're ready to go ahead and execute everything. They're not gonna just move too early when they don't think they got you. And so, when you got all three of the, you know, you got Homeland Security, DEA, and the police, so you got the state and the Fed situation collaborating on you, that's a very serious situation. And, and some of the, and there was a RICO charge, uh, sort of alleging this was enterprise of this gang, and they're doing these crimes, and shootings, and robberies and drug selling, you know, in, in, in cooperation and to sort of uplift this organization. Enterprise gang type of situation And you know you did this You did that blah, blah, blah. And then you know the story So they all get arrested And then the story comes out Saying hey They actually went to tokachi 6 9 A few days earlier And said hey man we, This may be a hit out on your life We know this because we got your boy You got everybody's phones tapped And they talking like they about to come and get you And we want to go ahead and take you into custody, man, and help protect you. Now the Takashi dude, for whatever reason, he declines that. They say he has to sign a waiver. So I don't want the protection. I want to go. I'm you know, like, okay. But I guess they felt like, yo, this cat's about to go over here to some, I think it's a some casino somewhere. And so they're saying at this point, we fear for the innocent civilians who might be in the crossfire you getting shot at. So we're gonna pull you. Let's just go ahead and pull them all in now. We're ready. <laughs> we got enough, I guess. And so they arrest all these cats. And you know, the earlier story was they put him in uh general population. And I saw one video he had a new mugshot because they have since moved him to a different facility. But in the new mugshot, his lip was like busted or something like they was getting at him. I guess they was trying to get at him or what I don't know what happened. But they you know, TMZ comes out and they say, well, he's been moved to this facility and this facility is normally used for people who want to cooperate with the feds and this and that and the third. So now these people, oh, is he snitching? And Hell uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh <laughs> there was something else they were saying. Oh, and then TMZ right? TMZ, they be, they be I don't it. know how they do it. <laughs> and we'll get on that in a second. But they released some video, older video of him where it and they're alleging so they put these narratives out there that he is possibly putting a hit out on another rapper that he had beef with Chief Keefe. and they they have them cuz paparazzi was recording and to just to just dial it all the way back you know he has always been in these legal situations i think this main one when i first heard about him there was this talk that he was a a molester or he had this sexual um uh, Abusive charge For the minor That was hovering over him Which is why he had uh, Probation in the first place And essentially that was Him And it was a 13 year old girl And there was a whole bunch Of other dudes And they was in a room I don't know, was a hotel or whatever And there's sexual acts Being committed And being filmed Like she's doing fellatio And jumping around He's in the video They're pouring stuff on her But the thing is It was filmed and the second thing is it was posted on his IG or one of his little accounts. And here's why where I, where I, where my angle of this. First of all, here's the thing. He was and he was a gangster rapper. And I'm using that as a general term, but that's what he was affiliating himself with. And now they're trying to say that it was all an act, whatever. But here's the thing When you listen to gangster rap And all that type of stuff A lot of times the stories Be about doing gangster stuff you know, we, we, I'm not going to say we But when you listen to that music you know, We champion them pulling licks you know, Robberies Busting on other people And doing gangster stuff That's what gangster rap is not all, you know, For the most part But today's gangster rap stuff Is a lot of what they talk about Doing all this kind of stuff My thing about it is I don't we can't be too surprised when the gangster person talked about gangster rap, they get gangster stuff done back to them. I would assume that should be championed. Now I'm being a little satirical here, but here's my point is to say you can't come out and we can't come out and champion the gangster stuff in the stories of the music and then when it actually happens don't you have to have the same energy that you had when you was rapping and championing it so you can't come back later and say one well, well i was not really a gangster I was just pretending no there's people being shot people being it got you on tape in the vicinity or being around it or doing it You're not playing. You you might think you're playing, but the people who are getting shot at and robbed, they're not playing. The other gangsters that's coming at you, they're listening to the songs. They're not sitting there thinking, oh, it's just he's just playing. No, this. Oh. It's smoke time. You ready? Okay, let's get it. We're ready to pull up where you going to be at. We're coming with every the energy you put out. We're we got that energy for you. you. You're in our world. Thank you. Come on in. Let's do it. You you can't dip out of it now when the when you're in the midst of some Fed situation. That's everything you was celebrating, whether you think you was pretending or not. And I'm saying this from the viewpoint of. And another thing he said on the Breakfast Club, I, which I thought was interesting, they was asking about the N word. Cause he said the n word. I so, "Why are you saying the n word? Who gonna tell me not to?" Oh, really? oh okay, cool, <laughs> cool. Okay. So again, and I, and I'm saying this. He's, I think he's Hispanic or he's Mexican. Or so I, I just want to know, does he have the same energy when he's in them federal situations in the lockup? My nigga, neg- cool. Say it there. Right. Uh, let's see and again let's see what pops off you want to be all into this world of black gangsterism bloods and all that stuff coming from LA and in New York and have adopted that there you champion that lifestyle you don't get to say oh, okay I want to tap out now no no you have to there's people that's dying over this stuff they ain't have no choice or they had limited choices. You got millions in the bank. You got opportunities, but you choose to embrace this. So you have to embrace it then. You you don't get to tap out when it gets too hot. You know, it's not everything for the burden. You you can't come into this part of society and dibble and dabble. And, ah, yeah. And talking disrespectful. And, and he said, I think he's, I'm going to say something about the Ebro Radio DJ Hot ninety seven. He said something about his mom. He said, "Hey, my man, my mom is dead. Hey man, your mom can suck my dick. dick uh, you know, talk talk real crazy, like disrespect. So if you're gonna be in that world, then be in that world. Uh, we don't have to feel sorry for you per se because, see, for me, I don't associate with gangsterism. I think it's it's dumb. I don't see how it suits black people. That's how I look at it. So." It's, and some of it, I, I kind of put on the same level of the Klan and different things. Is is killing blacks? You're selling drugs to blacks. So we don't champion that. That you don't get no stripes. You don't really don't get any stripes for that. As from from grown men, I look at you as the enemy, enemy to the children. So when you promote that and you being that, then you go be that. We're not. I don't. And you know, I don't want to see people get hurt and things like that but I feel like you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. You know, a lot of these kids out here don't get to go to the judge and say, I was just playing. Can I can I get out now? You know, I'm going to leave that behind. Well, no, you're going to do 30 years. Or, you know, yeah, the judge might give you an out, but that don't mean those people that you... Align yourself. They don't see it that way. I, I, from what I can understand, the gangs don't just let you just run. Oh, you just want to leave now? No, you got to. What they saying that Denzel move? You got to put your own work in over here, player. No, you gonna put in some work, or you gonna get this work? Cause you you said you was about this. So there ain't no tapping out. What are you talking about? So I listen, I don't. I feel bad that his, and this is what I feel bad about, because I know he's got a little girl and he's got a mom that I've seen him talk about before. I feel bad for them and I feel bad for what his legacy may lead for them. You know, That's what I feel bad about. But the thing is, when you go out there and you promote this and you continue to keep getting all these opportunities, but you'd rather be in the streets most people that come from that environment, they want to get out of that. They don't want to stay in that. But if you choose to be the ones that stay in that, then you deal with the consequences of your actions. And so when you have people that extorting you or now the gang has turned on you, that's gangster. <laughs> Isn't that what gangster is? Oh, get the what of Society. My man was in the drive-thru and he had his... His his Dayton's, and we we some of a champion came when Kane rolled up on him. Yo, I need them Dayton's. I thought we were supposed to be brothers. Nigga, like you trying to acknowledge? Nigga, like give me the motherfucker and give me a cheeseburger. Oh, ha 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 ha! That, that, that's gangster. Well, that's the same stuff that's happening right now, but it's reality. You want to be gangster? Gangster does not have a. Oh, uh, uh, it can only be gangster on them. It's gangster on everybody. So the same stuff you champion, isn't that what they're doing to you? Running licks, extorting, and getting this, let's get this bag. So they're getting your bag. You now don't want to be a part of it no more because now it's coming at you. The same type of stuff. So I don't, to me personally, man, nah, you go do that. Go be the G. I say go be the family, man. And be a father But if you choose to want to do Be what you're going to be You have to deal with the consequences So uh, I just get kind of Hot thinking about it man People trying to like I feel sorry for this kid And I hope I mean I understand That the sympathy We have sympathy for people But I'm uh, I hate to say I'm kind of like Hold your own nuts Like Where are are the um Hispanics and Mexican? Are they coming out supporting him and holding him? Why are we holding them? I don't really, I mean, he made a mockery point. of us. So I don't know why we gonna be the ones. I don't wanna speak ill. Nah, man. We don't have to speak ill, but we don't have to say nothing. Let them ride for him. I would hope that he was smart enough. So let me holler at the Latin Kings, MS 13. Coming, the hood got to take me under because I done use black society for a come up and now I don't want to do it no more. She's she's getting too real. Hey man. I'm like looking at shoddy and the rest of these cats. To me, I to me, he's I, I always saw it. I was like, he must be the he's the plug. Like they just propping him up because they must be taking all this. I, I always they must be taking this money. I don't, I don't I don't understand. He's not thorough. You can look at him. No, no, You can't look like that to be walking the streets so up. He must be the show pony for the real cats behind him that's really getting all the money. And that's apparently what was going on. But wouldn't that be gangster? I mean, it's, it's messed up. But isn't that, I guess they was running the game, right? They had the, the white boy up front, the Mexican cat up front, we know he can come out and, and be a hit right off the gate because of how he looked. And he's talking black, acting all, the, yo, 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 and my nigga. Did it. Okay, oh, you know he's going to make money off that. Why the real gangsters in the background, yeah, go out there and say all that. Go ahead. We're getting all the money. All the money coming to us. Isn't that gangster? Isn't that running game? But I, I'm, I know I'm being facetious as I'm saying some of this stuff. But I just throw my hands and say, "Man, who didn't already see this coming?" Like, as a grown person, don't if you put out negative energy and gang, gang banging and threatening people around the country, aren't you supposed to get hit up? I don't, I don't. So anyway, and Pooh, man, what do what you think about all this stuff? I'm like, well, first of all, I kind of like, man, why you
2: coming at me? Like. I- I'm <laughs> just getting everybody's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> for me, I have no sympathy for this clown. You clearly have a talent, and despite what you, despite what the older generation may think about this new generation of rappers and artists, you have to have some level of talent in order to convince people that you are a viable artist and may hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. So I'm saying hundreds of thousands because the way the music game is set up and I don't know how many people got their hand in his pocket. So I'm going <laughs> to be laying on the
0: safe side. Oh, can I throw something, in? I'm gonna throw something? I'm going to throw something. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. And if you really want to do the research and your, your due diligence, go look and see who is behind, who's the real money man behind his label and his whole situation. And you'll really see how deep he really go. I don't, have a, I, can't think, I don't have my man's name in front of me, but the, the CEO of the label that he's really signed to, go look and see who his daddy is and see who his position in the game is, and it'll be all clear to you why his situation is the way it is. That's all I'm going to say. I know I sound very cryptic, but it ain't, you ain't got to dig too deep. Go look and see who the CEO of the label that Takashi is signed to, and then go see who his daddy is. And if you see who his daddy is In the music game And then you go think about Oh there was a shooting that happened A couple months ago A month ago It was the CEO of Takashi's record label And he was having dinner with Takashi. It was right after he got his probation thing And he wouldn't let them other gangsters come in And somebody got shot in the stomach And he was shooting at the CEO Now you go think about Who his daddy is and what their affiliations are, and you think about what, you know it ain't going to go down like, this. oh, you bringing the street culture to them cats? They not have, it. I bet you that's all, the whole real, when they got hot right then, sort of Oh, crap.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: You're not, there's too much big <clears throat> money, and big business behind them. They're not going to allow that foolishness, and they're going to put their kids and legacy in, in no real danger. Better believe it's <laughs> over. Oh, okay. Stop being cryptic, cause I'm looking. I can't find
2: it.
1: I uh, I am seeing something.
2: I see Trey Way and no, no, no. Afani L. Jordan. That not him. It's not That's Trey Way. He was not
1: signed to Treyway. <laughs> oh, talking about the
0: record label. The uh, they have a uh, Trippy Red. Who was that? It's another sort of big rapper. Uh, but I, I believe his daddy is the head of. Universal or something like that. Been in the game for years. Solid person. It controls a lot of situations. And his son is now in the music business. You can find articles. They don't. It's it not as easy to see who it is, but it is easy to see who it is. But there's a reason why that person ain't is not on the news. He may be in some billboard articles because people in the industry, but he ain't standing next to these people out there. All in the videos. Uh, he's the one making the bread, and you see who his daddy is. Nepotism of that in the music business. You already know there's a reason why Ed Cat became so big in a short period of time. But it's the same reason why once once the violence hit to that person, it's old and get the one call away from the feds, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, y'all. Go ahead and do it now. We, we ain't gonna get no money off of that. Go ahead. My people's not getting into that uh-uh. wow. You can go look it up on YouTube They'll, they'll show some videos I just don't have the name, so I can't speak In indefinite because I don't have his names in front of me So I don't want to butcher it But it ain't Dude. it ain't all nigga shit, trust me No, of course not If it was only hood stuff He'd never be as big as he is in a short period of time Doing the type well, of deals and stuff he's doing
1: I look at this guy And I look at the other cat, Um Oh shit! I forgot his name. Post Malone. You know, yeah, I haven't heard anything either of them do. All I know is what I see. I see a couple of dudes with tatted-up faces making all this, all this racket, you know, in in the game. And I guess, like you said, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about this and be about this life, then you're gonna be about it. And this is what this is what you get. You know, if the feds have put this kind of case together in a multi-jurisdictional way, oh man, you can forget about it. This guy's done. You know, if you got the DEA over here, and the feds over there, and local enforcement over there, and they're all working together to get you, A, they've got you, B, they're just waiting to see who else you're going to bring with them. So let's do it. This guy's in trouble. I think he's done.
0: Yeah, man. And What help. was sad is
2: I saw the, the video where Fat Joe was talking to him
0: and he was I saying like yeah. the
2: the police and the feds were coming after Fat Joe and he's like, man, you're doing all this stuff. Believe me, they plotting to take you down. He's <laughs> like, nah, I ain't tripping. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah, all right. You should listen to that, man. He tried to give you some game, told you to slow your road, stop all this bull. To, but again, it's like I, I remember and, you know, I still have my problems with Snoop because, you know, he still says that cuz stuff just way too much considering, you know, the damage that's been done to a lot of communities behind Crips and even the, make America Crip again and whatnot. But it was when I saw one of his uh, recent documentary, when he said he caught that murder case and beat it, he was like, I'm getting the fuck off death row. I'm done with all this. And you saw that he changed his whole career trajectory. And, you know, he wasn't doing all that dumb, out in the streets, out there, being a badass. You know, my name, I'm in the streets. And it's just like, I just don't... I mean, on the one hand, I do get it. You know, these these people—they—they they dumb dumb niggas. They would say these are dumb nigga shit that they're doing. You you're dealing with potentially millions of dollars, but you still got to keep your name in the streets. It's like I feel once you get that level of money coming in, that level of notoriety, that level of fame, you cannot make yourself a target. For dumb nigga shit You can't make yourself a target You can't be claiming bloods And come see me and having Quote unquote real Wars and battles with people out in the streets And trying to be An artist That just doesn't end well It's like get your Be this artist, get your money What are you trying to prove to the streets Because at the end of the day The streets ain't going to Rikers To get your ass out they can't they can't even get there. So what the hell are you trying to uh, be in these streets and have your name out there? People know you about that life. It's just it's just totally crazy to me. And I look at Chris Brown, that was another one. That fool was claiming blood. Soldier boy. I think he was claiming Crips. And he's just like, dude, you're known for Superman in that hole and cranking that soldier boy. Why 10 years later, you trying to be in the streets? Streets for what it's, some people are just not built for that life and let it go before the streets come after your ass, or worse, now the feds and the police. And you're fucked. and I'm laughing my ass off, dude. Is 23 years old, how old is he? Yeah, 22 years old. And I'm like, F him. F'd up his life, too bad, so sad. On to the next one.
0: Yeah, I posted the name of the guy. What's
1: Oh, uh, uh, yes, L-E-A-
0: Lucian. Yeah, and his dad, Lucian Green. Dude,
1: that's the dude, man. It's
0: not a joke. Lucian Green was appointed commander of the Order of the British Empire in 2010. New New Year, Honors for Services, Creative Industries. 2012, UK Prime Minister David Cameron appointed him as the British Business Ambassador.
1: Green is heavy, man. Yeah, he's
0: CEO of Universal Music Group.
1: Think about that what you just said, CEO of, <laughs> of UMG, and they oversee a bunch of labels.
0: And his son got, <laughs> started his own label, and he got Takashi on there. So you think, and his son is in a situation where there's a shooting, and his son is there at the thing, and his son's bodyguard's got It's interesting. if you go look at those a lot of the articles about that shooting, they don't even mention his son's name in those articles. No. They just say CEO no. of a label. They keep him out of the news. But you best believe, once that shit went down, I already know the word probably went out. Hey, man. Dad probably would say, hey, let me get on the phone, man.
1: Yeah. Let me handle this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, son, I, I love what you're doing. And,
1: but yeah, no.
0: It was, mm-mm. Let me get this. Let me, we'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. We'll keep your name out of it.
2: I mean, I mean, clearly the son is making some money off of this, but if I'm the pops I'm looking like What the hell you doing Because I'm on the website 10,000 projects I'm like What the hell you doing Even in the room With foods That
0: look like this Because that's sort of But see that's the they, That's why they You see how they look They look crazy right But that's why They come up so fast Because at the end of the day They got big money behind them And they know what's gonna sell so the thing is to keep them away from the bush. It's like, yo, this can sell. I just don't think they understood that this Takashi dude is really out here and he's really around that element. He, he basically got death row around him. And so when they, they like, uh-huh. yo, we can make a lot of money off of these cats. They look crazy. And they, you know, everything but the burden. Let's, let's have them put on the garb. You know, they look like caricatures of the culture, right? But it is sale. But when it came to the point and then Takashi had his little court thing. The day he got off on that trial, the, the green dude, oh, let's go out to dinner. And then here come the streets. Oh, excuse me, we, we're supposed to come into the dinner too. Uh, no, we're not having that element. Nigga, what you mean you're having that element? The, excuse me? Uh, what, what's going on here, guys? And then the bodyguards get the beef. <laughs> That's when he was like, oh, no, we, we didn't sign up for this part of it. We just want to get the money off that. Man. It's over. <laughs> As you said, we'll go get another nigga somewhere. But we thought Takashi was just a... How was he supposed to make the money, man? We ain't supposed to be doing the shooting. That's too close to home. That's why I said to me, that's probably when they was like, Nah, we'll get somebody <laughs> else. This is too much ridiculousness. Go ahead and put the word in. Sh- whoop 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 Phone call Feds probably already Had him watching anyway Boom Move on him But we gonna keep You'll never see him Mention the dude's name To see Again he ain't like He ain't all in the videos The CEO They're gonna tell you Is the shoddy dude Who Who He ain't even signing him But that's where They gonna put that In there Cause that He fits that He's the He's the 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 Knight of it. Yeah, we'll put it on him. He the problem. We'll take his bank accounts. Put him as a Rico. They'll say that dude ain't got nothing to do with it. So you already know how to and now they just gonna play it. Oh, we feel sorry for this kid. You know, he got around the wrong element. No, he was the wrong and fuck that. He's just as much as with everybody else. See, he wanted to be the gangster. Oh, he was just the lawyer wanted. He was just playing. No, he ain't. No, no. He got to take it just like the rest of them. He got to deal just like any other person got caught up in this lifestyle in the streets. Throw his ass in gym pop, and the same. He got to get the same energy. Fuck that. He's a gangster. <laughs> I it's believe. It's funny they, Yeah.
2: It's funny they wasn't talking all that for Bobby
0: Shmurder. Oh, He's a good <laughs> kid. He just got caught up. Nope. nope no so, nah, you gotta hey take, use I believe use a gangster. Then then be a gangster. You gotta stay in that world. That's what comes with that. Unfortunately, I feel bad for his child and his mom's. But man, this is why we don't you should never claim that life. To me, if he's a real gangster anyway, a real gangster wouldn't even be rapping. Like this, you're not gonna you're just a target. Why? Again, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that he was being extorted because those the, oh, the, the real gangsters aren't going to be on, on front. They're going to be the ones getting all the money sitting in the back. Not, they don't want a lot of heat on them. So this is a perfect example. You want to champion that lifestyle. That's what the real life, the guy standing out there acting a fool is never the real gangster. Can't be. How could you be a gangster? You don't, you don't want the spot to be hot. You're trying to get money. But they just, again, see, it's all this, the trolling, and I'm going to film it and post it for DNA was his own downfall. Going back to that TMZ video they posted. Why would you be talking crazy? You know people sitting there recording you. Why why would you be talking? It don't make a, a real game. Why would you speaking about crimes on camera? It makes no sense. Why would you be recording You got an underage girl in there Even if you didn't think she was underage But why would you be recording it anyway And posting it online It makes no sense You're looking for attention You're doing shootings And you know there's cameras everywhere You can't get away with that homie It's 2018 They got cameras everywhere You're going to pull out a gun in public And you don't think nobody's recording that and you got all this to lose, it makes no sense. Where's the wisdom? <laughs> if, you're be you're real, real. if you're a real gangster or a drug dealer, drug dealers are not pulling out bricks in front of everybody <laughs> and exactly. posting pictures on it. They're like, yo, pick up that bag over there. Swoop, swoop, swoop. Don't talk on the phone. With you. Let's get this paper. All right. Peace. Whoa. They're not broadcasting it. Oh, let's post a video of all the bricks we got and the guns huh you know the feds are watching right yeah but we're gonna get likes man huh (laughs) how does that's game goofy so when you have these people that are not really about that real life they're not really about these streets like that they want attention they want to latch on to movements from street culture just to get attention and likes and stuff this is what happens You you don't really, real ones don't really move like that. No one that's moving weight is going to be broadcasting it. Nobody that's really pulling hits and stuff are going to be broadcasting it. You're going to get caught. So, this is a prime example of how, if you are into that, you better be really smart. Because 2018, they got cameras everywhere. So, you're not going to be able to do it like you used to. And if you're young and you're getting into that, here's what can happen to you. So, long as you have no problem doing the time. Go right ahead. But don't cry when you get caught. Just take it like take it like a G and say, hey, I got 10 years. Let's go. Because uh, that's what you have to understand. The costs, the risks are, are what you're about to get into. And if the reward is greater than the risk to you, I say go right ahead. I'm not doing it because I'm a family man. I don't want no piece of that. that. To me, it doesn't serve my people. I don't really understand it. So I say don't do it. But... If you make a choice, then you got to deal with the consequences, man. And we ain't here to feel sorry for you. I want you to get smarter. I want you to learn from your mistakes. So I hope he can learn from his mistakes. And man, I had opportunities. I was making millions. I was doing it. I had a daughter. My mom. I had everything in the world. And I chose to go do some dumb shit. So hopefully by the time you get out, he'll smarten up to realize I made some mistakes. I had opportunities. I'll never do that again. But I, gotta learn. I got to learn. You got to get that belt. Everybody got to get their belt time. One way or the other. Here's his belt time. You're going to get that ass whooped. As we all should, we make a mistake. You're going to get the whooping somewhere. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe you didn't get it from your parents or something. But the steak, they got one for you. Oh, and it's just to be funny. In that movie, uh, Nigerian Prince... They has grown men getting arrested and they had him in the office, the police chief. They had a dude with a whip. Police officer pulled a whip out and whooped this nigga's ass. Like that's how they get down in Nigeria. We're going to let you go, but we're going to give you a, a literal whooping. I was like, damn, is this what? Boy, you better stay in America. <laughs> you better act right when you go over there. They ain't America. They're whipping niggas, grown ass men, getting your ass whipped with a belt.
1: You gonna learn? You gonna
0: learn, bro? You're gonna learn.
1: That reminded, <clears throat> that reminded me of that uh, young man. God, this is 20 years ago, went over to Singapore and did yeah. some dirt, and they laid that cane on his ass, and he thought, "I'm an American. You can't do this to me." Oh no, yeah. you are here now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: His ice Cube had a line in that with, and, uh, ah, Natural Born Killers He references that in, that, in his, one of his verses <laughs> But yeah man Hey You're going to deal with the repercussions And you're going to have to deal with the actions And the rules and regulations of wherever you at And uh, you know that's Unfortunately with the Takashi dude That's what he's going to have to deal with And uh, I would just say you know And we really shouldn't Even be promoting that type of Stuff in the mainstream, anyway, that that type of culture that's not, it benefits nobody. And, I, and I'm yeah. mad that, I'm mad that this, I'm not mad at it. I can understand why the streets was behind that because they was getting it, he was the plug, but I am mad at that we would even allow somebody like that to come up. It, it's essentially Conan. Uh Why would we even allow, I, I, hate, this, I, tribal, I hate to say, I'm gonna be tribal, Why you would allow an outsider even come into that? And be promoted like that and got all y'all standing behind it. It's not a, optically it's not a good look. I I'm speaking as an older person. That look crazy. Like it looked like something out of a movie, a buffoonery movie. <laughs> you know, just and now that it's getting kinda don't it, don't cape that hard now. Don't don't do it. It it looked exactly. goofy kinda goofy. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause I definitely know I don't know what the other cultures were they caping hard for some of these other cats, that cock cases, they just like cut goat. They, please, where they at? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't,
2: I didn't see very non-melanated people <laughs> yeah. tweeting free Bobby Smurdy. Yeah,
0: where they, at? Where, where they at for this cat? So why we on? Why we gotta be on the front of always? Cat? Sit, sit down, sit down. That's why I'm. Y'all gonna get me on the rant. That's why I'm mad right now. Anyway, the the Cardi the Cardi B's and. the... Listen, that's not that ain't up. What is Cardi B? Is like Hispanic or something? No, I'm not speaking disparaging. I'm just saying we need to we need to stop caping for the foolishness behavior outside. People coming and let them be coons. We don't need to stand next to that kind of stuff. That's all I'm saying. Let the coon be the coon. We don't need to stand whether it's a black coon, Hispanic coon, white coon. Let them cool out. We don't, we disassociate. We should dissociate from that. We don't need to be the ones that's perceived to be the base for that. (laughs) Let them be their own bases. Let the, if Takashi want to be acting like that, cool. Let him be surrounded by uh, his own ethnicity and let them be the champions and all jumping. That's cool. Well, we just don't need to be the ones always, you know, the the face of the foolishness. It's played out, man. We, they're making us look stupid. You know. It,
2: well, mm-mm. I was gonna say. Well, speaking of people that uh, want to be out there and uh, act a fool in other people's culture, a uh, moment of silence for a John Allen Child. Want to take his dumbass to North Sentinel Island, try to save people, and took an arrow and took the biggest L of, their,
0: of his life. That's the guy that was. Yeah, I heard about this. He was a uh, type of Christian thing or something. He was. Oh yeah, alleged, alleged.
2: Yeah, I'm Listen, hearing man. that he's some supposed world traveler with a travel blog and all this other stuff.
0: I don't see. You know, I'm not. You no, know, see, no one lived their life. But my understanding, it was illegal to go there. And correct Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. And he wasn't supposed to be there, and, and people not welcoming you. You don't have. You don't. You don't have carte blanche to just go wherever you want to go. You don't have entitlement to just go wherever you want to go. You have to check in with situations. Somebody tell you, hey, man, you, they don't allow us to come over there. Or it's illegal to go over there. Yeah, but I'm a world citizen. I can go. Listen, I'm telling you. Okay. It ain't safe for you. You might think you have the right, but that don't mean they're not going to come for you. And then you have to explain your rights afterwards. Now he can't explain shit because they they got it. So I, yeah. it's just unfortunate, man. Like, but we can't can't just do what you want to do, or there's or you can, but there's, there's consequences, man. You know, and it don't need to be like that. Again, have some wisdom. With, you want to okay, you want to tell them something. I that's cool, but is it the right time? They do not want to hear that right now. They got their own civilization, whatever going on, and they're letting you know they they're coming with smoke. Yes. So, (laughs) I mean, why, Uh. why? Then, but I need to tell them the word. I feel that, but let God do that. You ain't you're not Jesus, like then you then you can just send them something, but that ain't your role man And I don't know I, I, I feel sorry for him I don't know the whole story but it sounds crazy but I, I don't know common sense to say hey, if you ain't supposed to go certain places this is hot it's hot right now man the block is hot don't go over there <laughs> or, or yo I want to go over to the middle east and go down to this the hoods where the ISIS is in them because I feel I can teach them about democracy listen <laughs> man They'll run you. They'll they'll blast your ass over there, man. Yeah, but it's not illegal. I'm just telling you. They don't want to hear shit, man. <laughs> they coming for you. You don't go. This is certain neighborhoods in America. Hey, man, don't go down there. Mm-hmm. You better have. You better know somebody that's down there to walk with you. But you're feeding papers. Yeah, you, you better have their certain pass. areas. You hey, man, don't go over there. well, yeah, I can drive through any neighborhood. I'm black. I go. I, I feel you, but I'm telling you right now. Unwritten rule is they're gonna pull brothers over, and she could escalate. It it doesn't make sense for you to put why push it or go at a certain time. But you know, you want to do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. But then yeah, gonna be mad when they. It's unfortunate, man. It's everywhere in America, that's that's all I can say. I don't know. Was he an American citizen?
2: That I'm not sure I'm looking at the story I'm not sure Okay
0: Yeah, every place ain't Ain't open like that, man You know, it sucks But Hey, man Yeah, he was American That's very interesting Well, I guess it was And it was probably because It was illegal for him to go That's why they ain't gonna go over there And bomb and people Like And India got nukes of their own So America don't want that smoke. Well I know but I'm just saying like I, I would imagine that's why I don't really hear them Oh they're killing American citizens in this place We gotta send over a team or something It was probably not legal for him to be over there Or something So that's why they'd be like hey man You ain't supposed to be in that man Like they don't They ain't allowing people over there Leave them people alone man
2: Leave them alone. If they ain't trying to do nothing to you, just trying to live their life, leave them
0: alone. I was and- saying something about those people. They said they, they're so isolated. Their immune system is wide open. They haven't been exposed to even the flu. So mm-hmm. anything, any of germs can come kill them, wipe them out. I think maybe one of the part of the reason why they keep them isolated at this point because they haven't been around. They haven't... They haven't you know, had all the different types of, you know, colds and different things. So any little thing could set, the, you know, set their whole thing off. But cats don't want to hear that. You know, what? what? Good for the Lord. Okay. Well, we'll pray for you.
2: I know, good and well, the Lord didn't tell him to take his his uh behind over there. Man, <laughs> you anyway. send him a letter and ask for permission or something.
0: Get get with leadership and your others use, use wisdom. Indeed, that's all I can say. Um, all right, man. whoo, I hate to get dark. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dark sometimes. I don't like that. I like to leave us some uplift. Um, oh, let's just switch it up real quickly, and I'm gonna ask you about this big sexy. I would assume you have these books. I heard the new Batman. I heard something went down and the new issue. Or have you read that?
1: Yes, I did. You mean the late, <clears throat> this week's Batman? Yes, I did.
0: It was between Batman and Jim Gordon or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Batstone uh, took a step oh You want to get into it? A little bit, yeah. All right. Um, in this latest story arc, and before I get into this, Tom King has been killing it on Batman, you know, for the last... For how long has run has been? <clears throat> uh, what's going on now is, unbeknownst to Batman, Bane is running shit in Gotham City. But Bane is locked up in Arkham. And Penguin went to Batman. Hey, man. Bane is running this. <laughs> Bane ain't running nothing. All right. Letting you know. Bane is running this. So Batman goes into Arkham. Goes in the cell where Bane is And Bane is just a shell of a man You know, his, his he's snapped You know, Batman's in there What are you up to, man? Oh, I'm not up to anything, I am not well And he's playing the whole <laughs> mental bit And Batman's like, you ain't well, huh? You gonna talk to me? I am not well And Batman <laughs> pre- proceeds to lay some smack on him You know, and Bane is still selling it I am not well Gordon comes in, oh, whoa, whoa, Bats, hey, hey. Let's dial it back. And uh, Batman's like, you need to stay, stay out as, you know, commissioner. Bats, hey, we go way back, all of a sudden, pow! He put hands on the commissioner. Wow. And Gordon's like, oh, we're doing this now? Do you know who I am, motherfucker? Don't make me come check your ass. And then Bats took off, and in the last panel, on the last page, you see Bane in the hospital getting all checked out. Then they cut in this one panel on his eyes like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got away with that shit. <laughs> wow.
0: Now, is this, I, I'm hearing, uh, is Batman seeming to be kind of loosenick because I guess, was uh, is it Nightcrawler or somebody got killed or supposedly got killed?
1: Night, no, 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 no. Nightwing took a bullet to the dome.
0: Oh, okay. I said Nightcrawler, I mean Nightwing. Me.
1: In fact, we all know who was behind it. See, Bane was behind it. Mm. Okay, let's just get to the real. Bane was behind it. and But Bane ain't talking, because Bane apparently has been in Arkham plotting from behind the scenes. And over in the Nightwing book, uh, Grayson took one right in the head, and now he's recovered enough. He has amnesia to an extent, he knows his name. He doesn't remember being Nightwing. He doesn't want to be Nightwing. And now cops in Bloodhaven, where he lives, have found you know the Nightwing cave or something like that. And they're like, ain't nobody seen Nightwing. Fuck it. We Nightwing now. Okay. So it's three cops running around, Nightwing with guns. They ain't having it.
0: Interesting. Well, yeah, but I was saying, does this like... These events are they affecting Batman? I was I was reading, listening to somebody talk about it. I was kind of thinking like, Batman's kind of losing it. Or
1: something. Well, on top of you know the thing, the marriage didn't happen, right? Okay, and right after the marriage not happening, you know, Grayson gets one of the not and on the cover, I think it's issue fifty-one or fifty of Nightwing. You can just see the brain healing around it. Now Alfred is keeping an eye on him, but he doesn't know who Alfred is and he's working in a bar he's driving a taxi Alfred and Alfred Buck pops in oh how you doing man just checking on you do I know you nah man just, just rolling <laughs> so Batman's always got <clears throat> this kind of pressure on him now he's had four or five Robins you know I don't know who this black dude is so he's got you know four or five Robins now but Grayson, that's his boy man and this boy took one to the head and Batman's like somebody got to fall behind this and he went immediately to Bane. And Bane's like, I was talking about, I'm crazy. <laughs> and Penguin told him, was like, look, man, I'm telling you. Why would I believe you? You ain't shit. That may be true. But I'm letting you know, man, Bane is running shit. Hmm, okay. And he went to Arkham and put hands on Bane. Bane kept up the facade. Because, again, if you read the book... As a reader, you're like man, why are you smacking this guy around? This ain't the dude. Took so you to the last page. <laughs> yeah, got that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he put hands on Gordon, huh?
1: Oh, he put hands on, and not just a shove either. He laid Gordon out. Wow! Like, dude, you have gone rogue now, man. <laughs> you can't put your hands on the man. Yeah, I'm going to start
0: reading that. Definitely.
1: Tell me Tom King is killing over there, over in Batman. Because when I first heard that business was coming to DC, I'm like, put him on Batman. Mm. But, hey, shit, King is killing it. Leave King alone. Let King do what he does. (laughs) Okay. Because he is kind of like business over there.
0: He's been on that book since they rebooted it, right?
1: Uh, uh...
0: I think so. The first couple ones I read, I thought he was.
1: The See, and the thing is, there's been so many reboots. I don't even know which one. <laughs> you know? Well, the most recent when they started it. And
0: it was like, I remember the story with those two kids that had powers or whatever. And then he oh, went to the Bane. Oh, yeah. He went to I Am Bane for a while, for a second. Yeah. I had bought those.
1: Yeah. He also did the uh, the Vision miniseries over at Marvel, too.
0: Oh, OK. I didn't know that.
1: Which has got a lot of press. I didn't care for it. But it was something new. I'll give him that. It was something new. Okay. But, yeah, he and Batman, he is putting in the work. And again, just that image of Bane on the last page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> because right. this is so unlike Bane. It is, but it isn't. Because when you go back, you know, God, 27 years ago, God, was a long time ago, or 25 years ago, excuse me, when Bane first came on the scene, and broke Batman's back. Mm-hmm. He did kind of the same thing. He was behind the scenes. Letting all Batman's people go nuts. You know, making Batman step tall on him. Get all tired. Then Bane jumped on him and broke his back. He got—he didn't get bats, you know, you know fresh. He got him exhausted. And took and, and, and him out. Doing the same shit. Behind the scenes. When you think he's in a slammer. What can he do in the slammer? He's in a nut house. Uh-huh. All right. You keep thinking that. Hmm. All right.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the comics. And shout-out to Ampoo. He had to leave. Uh, to take care of some business. But, uh, business. Out. Some business. <laughs> all right, man. Well, whew, we, we've been going for a minute here. Uh, we're going to get ready to dip out of here. But uh, I want to shout-out to all the listeners. And, uh, man, if you haven't uh, picked up a T-shirt Definitely, please do. I'll put the links in the show notes. We have got some Prince podcast shirts. Work it like a do- job. Work like a job. Work it like a job. T-shirts and uh, a couple other ones too. Prince-related shirts. Uh, you should check out. And uh, man, big sexy. Where can they find you online?
1: I right, can be find. Find God found <laughs> over on <laughs> over on Twitter at WSE Mark Facebook under mark wiggins and instagram under mark wiggins too
0: all right ladies and gentlemen we welcome you to check us out as well on uh facebook just look up podcast juice our website podcastjuice.net uh please subscribe to the show on stitcher or itunes or any other podcast uh, players out there and google podcasts we're on that as well i believe Uh, And hey, as I say, after every show, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.